the like the, like I basically would go to my friends' houses and like watch whatever. It wasn't until I was like 13 or 14 that my parents just were like were like just like went to the video store. We're like just let him give her the fuck he wants. It's fine. Like yeah. instead of watching the scrambled whatever. porn, you were trying to get to the horror. I mean, was, I, I mean, I watched that too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Good evening. Welcome to two maddening hours of horror and fright. Stop telling it now because we both know how it comes oh, out. Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. Don't you just love happy endings? And I'm Sean of the Dead. You mean when you thought he was going to push you up against the wall and rape you? And tonight on the House That Screams Halloween edition, we are talking about the 1990 horror anthology film tales from the dark side we have erica wright the rest of your lives are going in one lump sum awesome <laughs> rob the cinema drunky antiqueta and lives in the sunlit world of what he believes to be reality but there is unseen by most in underworld a place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, damn, <laughs> dude, you killed it. And we have a guest, a first-time guest. We have Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hi, how are you? Oh, yeah, this is do my thing. Um, <laughs> Rob's thing, Rob's was way more than I thought, so I got distracted. And I was just <laughs> it happens. It happens. Oh, of course. Blame me. Thank you. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'm gonna start a little fire under your chair and roast your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so Patrick's gonna start us off tonight. Uh, what do you have to say about Tales from the Dark Side the movie? Um, I mean, I have like a weird thing with it where it's like I have always liked it since I was little because it like scared the living shit out of me. Like especially like the uh the first segment um when I was a kid like scarred me for life. Like, cause I was really, I watched it because like I was, 
a child when it came out, but like I really liked Christian Slater because he was in Gleaming the Cube and Gleaming the Cube rules. And he was in other films that I love. So I was just like rock on. So like I watched, and I mean, I like horror movies, but it was just like the first like little bit of it. I'm like, oh, so this is not like any of that. Like, no, this is not like the the wizard. Like this is not like other Christian Slater movies. This is so much more hardcore. But like, <laughs> that was fine. I was into it. And then like the second segment, I've always like, it's for me, like whatever. But then like the third segment, weirdly like full of pathos, like didn't understand as a child, as an adult, completely different thing. Now it's like my favorite thing. Like, it's like, I mean, I still have a good affection for lots of 49, but like the last segment is just, holy crap. Like it's like a fucking opera, but like in the course of like 10 minutes, like it's like, it's fantastic. It just, I don't know. I grew up on like Tales from the Crypt and like Creep Show and all like the different anthology kind of stuff. So like, it's kind of perfect for me in that respect. Like, I've, always, I've always liked it for that reason. Cause it's just like, I don't, I don't know why those aren't more popular. Cause like, they're like, instead of trying to like make one long horror movie, you just make a bunch of little horror movies and then they, they're all killer, no filler. Yeah, I love any um, anthology film. I will absolutely give it a go because, you know, you find some wonderful surprises and just, you know, neat things. And, and that film definitely offers, you know, th- this film offers us a great little three pack that packs a punch. And we've got a great wraparound. Uh, But before we get to that, I want to talk about Tales from the Dark Side, the show. Now, I have very strong memories of watching this as a child. Um, We're thinking like early 80s. I mean, I was like, remember looking at the TV like four or five years old and it being on. And the intro used to scare the shit out of me. It was terrifying. But, you know, interestingly enough with, you know, Creepshow, the reason that we have Tales from the Dark Side is because George... Um, you know, which was an homage to the EC comics, you know, like Tales from the Crypt and all that shit done by which we called the unholy trinity, you know, George Romero, Stephen King and Tom, Daddy Tom Savini. Um, you know, so that was so great. And, and and George had such a great time that he created the Tales from the Dark Side show. And and it was uh, it went on for a couple of years, didn't didn't go on as long as it should have, but it, it had a good run. And I just remember like firmly planted in my childhood is that show. And, and George had his hand in this. So like I said, instead of wearing my brand new Tom Atkins shirt, I should have worn George, but you know, we'll, for the fog, I, I will bring George to that. But uh, yeah, thank you, George Romero for always being awesome. Everyone knows me as the Romero snob and I, I own it. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested in what you guys, if you guys know anything or did you watch any of the show? I, I know I did, but there's not a whole lot I remember about it um, as opposed to this movie, which this movie ran like hell on HBO when I was a kid. This thing played probably three, four nights a week, um, which I guarantee you that's when I saw it, probably nine or 10 years old. And, you know, just like what Patrick said, like this scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Um, you know, the first First movie I ever saw with Steve Buscemi. And, you know, let's face it. The guy's eyes freak me the fuck out. Um, but I love him. I love every, everything, every character he's played and everything I've ever, I've ever seen him in. Um, and just, you know, Christian Slater, I grew up watching gleaming the cube. You know, that was my gleaming the cube and thrashing were my skater movies. 
growing up. Um, you know, Rad was in there too, but I wasn't much of a, a BMXer. Um, I, I knew that was I knew that was going to get past you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but uh, you know, but yeah, man, I I love I love this movie and and all three of the segments. You know, I like them in their own ways. Um, some more than others. And we'll, you know, we'll get into that, but there's not a, I don't have any fond memories of the show. I know I've seen it. It's kind of like, you know, Twilight Zone versus Outer Limits. I know I've seen them both, but I couldn't tell you, you know, without Outer like, I know specific episodes with Twilight Zone, but I can't remember specific episodes without Outer Limits, you know? And, and that's kind of how I feel with, with Tales of the Dark, Tales from the Dark Side versus Tales from the Crypt. I can remember specific episodes from Tales. No, you're right. You're right. And see, that's that's how your mind fucks with you. Yeah. Rob. Yeah, um, I'm with you right there, Candy. Um, I remember the show vividly as a kid and uh, that intro music used to scare the shit out of me. Uh, If I started playing, I could not be in in the room. I had to leave. That the which which is weird enough because I love the fucking intro now that uh, that theme music is amazing. And uh, that dude's voice is great. Um, and, and I did like the show. Um, I, I rewatched it subsequently over the years as an adult, and uh, it's it's not all that great. Um, sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry it's like Kenny. Night Gallery versus uh, Twilight yeah. Zone. There's really no contest, but you know the fondness. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like I, I get it. Um, I, I know that was uh, George. Like I know he originally wanted to do a creep show series, but couldn't get the rights to it. So uh, Tales from the Dark Side, yeah, Tales from the Dark Side uh, was created in its place. And um, to, to, to be honest, I feel like Tales from the Crypt did a better job capturing what he, he wanted to do with with the series than what the series ended up being. He didn't stay long on the series anyway. He left because he just didn't fuck with Richard Rubenstein anymore. Um, Richard Rubenstein is a perk, by the way. Um, yeah, George doesn't like people telling him what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Richard Rubenstein, uh, he's a dick because uh, he has uh, the rights to all these great George Romero titles. And he just, that's why you don't never see them in print a lot because he, he just charges astronomical prices to, to lease them for distribution. Uh, and so, so fuck Richard Rubenstein. Yeah, George um, <laughs> fucking hate that. George hates that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, going into the movie, uh, I I, uh, I I know I remember seeing the movie on WPIX because they showed it a fucking lot on WPIX. Um, so that's where I first saw it, and yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I was particularly scared by it, but the uh, it was definitely um, I definitely found it entertaining. Um, uh, like the three stories are just like really great. Um. I, I really uh, probably like the the third one the best, like Hydra. Um, uh, although although the the first two are great too as well. Um, I'm about to disappoint Patrick in the theme of uh, my least favorite is. Uh, so what we do here is we disappoint each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> yeah, really do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I enjoy the movie overall. Uh, I still think um, uh talk about disappointment i still think that uh the the oldest lawrence brother still has the better horror movie out of the 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 oldest two lawrence brothers pulse is what i'm referencing pulse 
with Joey Lawrence. How is that the best one? But go ahead. Oh my god, <laughs> no. I, I I fucking love Pulse. Don't give me that shit. I like um, the Japanese Pulse. No, the the the. Hey, that was all right. Um, the, no, the the only Pulse to me is the 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 one with Joey Lawrence and the Electric House. Um, the the, the Electric Ghost stuck in the house, whatever the fuck it was. I I don't know what that that thing was that was haunting that house. It was an Electric Ghost or you know, a haunted sh- a short circuit breaker, whatever the fuck. Shocker but, didn't uh, matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> takes flying out there right now. Uh, uh, uh um, that, that's a whole other discussion. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking we're forward gonna, to that about one. We're to talk about Shocker when we come back from Christmas. No, I, I, I love Shocker, but when it comes to doing uh, electric horror, uh, also, um, but uh, this movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really thoroughly enjoy Tales from the Dark Side. I'm, I'm with you. Like I love anthology movies. Uh, going all the way back to the Amicus uh, anthologies, Tales from the Crib, Vault of Horror, From Beyond the Grave, all that stuff. I, I love that shit. And uh, like, yeah, I, I really rank this high amongst my favorite uh, anthologies. And plus, it's the real Creep Show three. I was gonna say that. Yeah, Tom Savini even says this is the actual Creep Show three spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so if you think about Creepshow 3... that shit that has the name. Yeah, 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 that that fucking fake Creepshow 3. Oh, my God, what a piece of... Piss me off, man. I'm going to get angry. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Well, let's stop talking about it. Let's stop talking about it. (laughs) It's like a Freddy versus Jason situation. Like, we can't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) All right, Erica. Okay, I'm keeping my intro short. To my embarrassment, I have not seen the TV series and have not seen the movie until last night. Oh, wow. That's not something to be embarrassed about. I mean, sometimes shit flies under the radar and we know about your childhood. Makes sense. And, and also then like, then like since then been buried under extreme horror, like a Serbian film and philosophy of the knife and never made my way back to this one until you guys put it on the schedule and maybe watch it. Um, <laughs> That said, I had fun uh, with it, and I can totally see how this like should have been Creep Show three, or like unofficially we can pretend it is. Which yeah, that's kind of the general consensus. <laughs> if Tom Brady says so, I'm on board. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Erica. Don't feel bad because I didn't watch uh, Behind the Mask until last night, which uh, Patrick called me a lunatic. <laughs> oh, the, the rise of uh, what was yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. What you got? I, I had that DVD for years, and I only I, I didn't watch it until last night because Patrick told, told me to watch it. We have some DVDs and, uh, that they're still sealed. Quick antidote. Uh, quick antidote. I, I, I told I told Patrick uh, I had the DVD for years. I just never put it on. He said, "Well, that's just lunacy." <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, uh, wait, 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 uh, Patrick, you, you you had your hand up. Did you have anything to say, or was it? Oh no, just, just like because like the the show started when I was an infant, apparently. Because I looked, I looked it up, and it was eighty three. It started, which was like when oh, I was wow. born. So yeah, like I've definitely seen some of it, like on random like reruns here and there. But like I definitely was, it wasn't like Tales from the Crypt. Like I actually like watched it, watched it. Like yeah. it was like I vaguely recall it because it was like I remember like it playing in my house. Even though my parents hate horror, so I don't know how the hell it was on. But like I do remember <laughs> it. So it's like it did. It did make an impression. I remember. I remember the title. I think it's probably why I watched the movie, and also because of Christian Slater of Bleeding the Cube. And the fact that I just want to point out, somebody mentioned Thrashing and Rad on this, which that makes me Sean. so happy. So yeah. happy. Yeah, <laughs> love them. 
And yeah, I just I, have I, to be like, oh, oh. I, I knew uh, I knew I knew Patrick and Sean were getting along well just for that uh, you know connection right there. Their love for gleaming the cube and thrashing. <laughs> Definitely. I've never even seen gleaming the cube. <sighs> me, me neither. Me neither. I, uh, that worth. I know thrashing, it's about skateboarding. Wait, yeah. I, I, I do have a question. Uh, why do you guys hate joy? That's just the question that I have for you guys. <laughs> no joy. Why do you hate joy in your life? Why do you hate joy? I have fl- plenty of joy in my life. It's just different than others. You know, that's Which the whole fun? thing is we, we all come together from different places, loving different things. Um, well, I'm going to take well, this. Oh, okay. I, I, I will say, though, that uh, I have not seen those, but I did see Police Academy 4 and I enjoy that. <laughs> hey, we all have we all have the steaming pile of turds that we love. And we will hey. protect it at all costs. Are, are hey. you applying that police academy for as a turd? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but I have That's mine. Fair. I have my own. We all have ours, and it's okay. It's Iron totally Eagle okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep away, can't you? <laughs> hey, 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 that's my that's my stack of turds right there that we're talking about there. Hey. Um, okay. So what I what I want to point out really quick before we start launching into uh, wrap around the segments is that the the reason um, it's age. I mean, you you Patrick and and uh, Rob, you're about my my younger brother's age, um, but it's an age thing. Um, why we all probably took to Tales from the Crypt more is we were older. You know, we weren't infants in your case or like Sean and I's case, uh, four years old uh, or five when it started. Um, I think that's that's an age thing. I think maybe if we were a little older, we it, we could give a different answer. Um, but honestly, yeah, tell some could they did handle better. But I, I do love this show just because I have those fond memories of being a young child with it and and being terrified. And you know, for for the scaredy cats that we tend to be as children, we grow up and we love those memories. But um, it's weird, right? It's, it's weird. Yeah, we start works. out and we're terrified, but then we're obsessed. And that's when a horror fan is born and not a casual, somebody who will thoroughly work through a catalog of horror. And that's the beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, like, like, like it's fascinating because I remember not liking being scared, but just being like, just drawn to it. Yeah, like, at the I, time, you get kind of an obsession that's not really healthy. Like, I'm scared of this, <laughs> but like, I want to know more. That yeah. was me, you know, my first horror movie, Night Living Dead. Well, you see where that got me. And it scared the fucking shit out of me. It still scares me. It's a great fucking movie. I remember the first time I seen Twilight Zone in the movie. Like, I watched it in the dark with, but I was, I had a blanket over my head. So when things got too scary, I would cover my face. And it's like, that. I, yeah, I, I know it's going to scare me, but like I can't look away. It's like, why do I want to be scared? There, I hate it, being scared, there but and I then the scared. horror fan is born. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, it's like it's the it's like the thing I said on uh, Cinema Drunkie, which was vampires, where it's like the two most like kind of visceral genres, like action and horror. They're very so closely like, related. Yeah, so it's like if you want to like it's, it's basically if you like are watching a movie and you feel something, I feel like that's going to make you come back, even if it's not something that's like necessarily positive for you, like being frightened. You're still going to be like, you're going to want to have that experience again, just because mm-hmm. you you felt something. It's not like it's like this kind of thing you just put on and it did nothing and it just kind of existed and went away. Like it's like even if this thing left a scar, like oh yeah, it's know, still it something. Yeah, it's still something. Like but it's a treasured want. scar. It's a treasured scar. Um, you know, and I, I think I, I spoke about that in a long, long time ago, back in the beginning of season two when we did Hereditary. Now, as horror fans, as adults, you know, I'm 42. I'm looking for something to fucking scare me. 
And Hereditary <laughs> was the first movie to scare me in a really long time. I'm like, it fucked me up for a week. It was great. And, and people were like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm like, you don't understand. You're not poor. Um, <laughs> no, like, the funny thing is that I, st- I still don't like being scared, but like I have to watch horror movies. Like I remember. Um, it's controllable anxiety. My therapist like says, yeah, do it. I, re- I remember I, I like a dickhead. I watched Conjuring 2 at like 1.30 in the morning. And and I got to I got forty minutes into the scene where uh, the little girl's in the living room by herself, and like you know she saw the reflection in the in the in the television, and I literally nope, I will nope watch this. <laughs> I will watch this in the daytime tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a trick, and Nan does it too. Our oldest daughter, we watch a horror movie, but then we watch something funny or cartoons afterwards to kind of like mellow it out. It's a roller coaster ride, and you just want to sit down and eat your cotton candy afterwards. So. I'm a maniac though, because I'll just sit and watch like two or three or four, like just like in like in a row, just like back to back to back to back. Yeah, yo, let me let me let me tell I'm you. I'm not like, saying that we won't do that because we do. No, let me tell you, like uh, we like we were in a Discord talking about like all the horror movies we watch and shit, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm at 21, and I'm at 22 for the month." And Patrick's like, "I'm at fucking like 60 something." <laughs> I'm Patrick, you go, you go. I'm at 71, I think 72. See, 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 see what I mean? Applause. <laughs> Patrick, so, and Patrick calls me the fucking maniac. <laughs> we're all fucking maniacs. It's okay. I mean, you sign up for that. It's trying to trying to triple that 31 days of horror. I am now. That's my goal now. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Go for it. I'm cheering you on. Um, we just don't have enough time. Um, I do, but it's just like it's not as fun by yourself. Um, okay, so going into this movie, um, again, tales from the dark side. Uh, we have this wrap around, and I love in an anthology movie, which we don't have enough horror anthologies. I really want more. We had that um, scare package. Which was, you know, I actually enjoyed that. And there were some segments I didn't like, but that's what you get with anthology. You're going to get a mixed bag. Um, but I thought that was, that's probably one of the more recent anthology films that we had. But this one, I love the fucking wraparound. One, it's Debbie Harry. I mean, yeah. from Blondie. Like, she's she's so iconic. Um, and in the role, she is just so, like, you know, we see this at the beginning where she's, waving i'll see you inquire at the church and we know she's having a dinner party but she's serving roast kid and she gave him the she, she's like oh here's this my, my this is my favorite book as a little girl so we know she's involved in some like cultish or you know some dark fucking shit well she's getting ready to cook a kid what the fuck exactly do you think? That's what i'm saying like her probably satanist friends are coming over for this fancy dinner party calling people do you have another wine glass you know i'd hate to have to serve in a gin glass you know but you know there's a fucking kid that she's feeding cookies and uh i just i just really think she committed to the role and uh i really like how it plays out because it gives us a reason for the anthology to happen her favorite book of stories which are all fucked up of course because literally she's about to eat a child and um you know it plays he plays sort of a uh, the child plays little timmy plays a uh, shirazadi which which i like when they do that like telling stories to keep the you know like if you keep telling me stories i'm not going to kill you and so like, oh, I haven't read those stories in so long. I don't remember them. So he's like, um, here's a good one. And we launch into our first story. And uh, yeah, before we get to the first story, I just want to know what everything's about the wraparound. I think it's fantastic. It's really great shit. Well, you know, uh, Debbie Harry's hot. She is. Um, She's very hot. So I will just start with that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, with with anth- anthologies, you know, you have your your wraparound story. You know, I, I think about Creepshow. 
um, Creepshow 2, um, you know, someone with the animated, you know, wraparounds and things like that. But, you know, it's it, it's it's cool because it, it keeps it keeps it going. You know, when you're trying to tell these these short stories in between, you've got this little filler that kind of keeps you, you know, intrigued. Uh, and it, and it's, you know, it's kind of interesting and, it, and it's kind of funny and it's quirky. You know, she walks into the house and you see that, that door kind of banging and you're like, what the fuck's in there? She opens it up and here's this fucking kid. And so it's a play on like Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Um, you know, and enough because she, book. right, right. And, and, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of an interesting wraparound and, and Debbie Harry's hot and, uh, she is. and, uh, <clears throat> She's hot. So yeah, yeah. still hot. Too. Still hot. Still hot. Uh, the tide is high. So I'm rolling on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be your number one. Rob. Um I yeah, the, I like a good wraparound story, and I think this one is really good. Uh the, I was just thinking about that before we were coming on. Like I was thinking about like um like more high profile horror movies that came out recently that uh that are based on like series and stuff like uh goosebumps and scary stories to tell in the dark that just forgo that and just went with like with a singular story but like adding you know that stuff and um i like like why like why do that um goosebumps goosebumps did it better than scary stories to tell in the dark though i thought scary stories to tell in the dark was a boring piece of shit um <laughs> do you agree or disagree patrick I vehemently disagree, sir. Holy <laughs> crap you are a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I just thought it was boring uh, and, and stupid and like I, I felt it should have been like a thorough anthology you know why would you say I'm sorry and then say I just thought it was boring and stupid like it just doubles down that is not like that's not apologizing <laughs> I, I'm apologizing for, for, for the snake I'm about to drive to your fucking heart that's, what, that's why I'm apologizing <laughs> here comes Rob with another one of his hot takes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm I'm full of them, but um, I like this one a lot. Uh, I like uh, uh the, the the like uh, the banter between uh, Debbie Harry and Matthew Lawrence. Um, uh, I I had rewatched it for the purposes of this discussion, and uh, I made a joke to myself when I chuckled that uh, when when uh, he shoves her into the oven at the end. Spoilers, um, for uh, <laughs> well, over thirty year old movie. Um, I said she went from blondie to burnty. Wow. <laughs> yep, here comes here comes the Seinfeld baseline. <laughs> but um no, I I I really like that as a wraparound story because you know, like like you said, it has that like handsome incredible like vibe to it. Um and, and Matthew Lawrence was a cute kid. Uh oh yeah. You know, yeah, uh, the, you know, every, I, I know I probably remember him more, most vividly from a superhuman samurai cyber squad. Um, <laughs> but um, like, yeah, like, no, like, uh, I, I like that all that stuff. And I thought it was like a really good wraparound. And I wish we just saw more of them, like, you know, in, in movies. Because, like, you know, they, they had the two major chances to do it, and they decided to do a single story. And it was just like, uh, I missed a good wraparound, you know? I, I think of, uh, from Beyond the Grave with Peter Cushion in the antique shop. Um, that's one of my favorites. Oh, I just wanted to mention that because I wanted to mention my favorite part in that, where um, he sells a dude who tried to cheat him. And he was like, I hope you enjoy stuffing it. No, I hope you enjoy snuffing it. 
which was, I hope you enjoy getting murdered in, in British terminology. And uh, I, I just wanted to shout out from Beyond the Grave just so I could recite that lie because I love it so fucking much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Patrick, Red Brown. I mean, I really, I like it. I mean, I, I do think, well, because like the whole thing, I think the reason that Scary Stories is the way it is, and it's not boring, I think you're insane, but um, <laughs> the whole reason it is the way it is, because I, I feel like most people now don't really, like they're really, like anthology movies don't really exist at this point. Yeah. So I think the, w- the way you really do it is like, because there kind of is a wraparound to that movie where it's just like, it's just like the whole movie is kind of a through line where it's like those kids are kind of the wraparound and like the stories like from Scary Stories are like, the, the stories if you will yeah um whereas this is like more straight up which actually i liked a lot like i mean because yeah it's debbie harry and like the the child from planes trains and automobiles yeah. like he's about to eat <laughs> get eaten and like is so he in? Like, he's wait hold on i'm sorry Patrick. he's in there yeah, yeah he's the he's uh steve martin's son i don't know how that's possible because he's way too good looking <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> holy shit i have a weird crush on steve martin i feel offended well, I'm sorry. I didn't know anyone ever had a crush on Steve Martin. Even his I, yeah, I, I can make things a thing that aren't a thing. Trust me. I, 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 I told you, bro, she refers to Tom Atkins as Daddy Tom. Like she oh, no. Tom for the, for, Atkins. For, for, for the silver-haired men. She's got to think for the silver-haired men. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I like old and or dead men. <laughs> okay, okay. We all, we all want to fuck Tom Atkins, all right? It's fine. We it's do. Okay. We do. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I know I I really like the 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 wraparound is like it's not like my favorite part per se, but like I like the wraparound probably more than I like the second story personally, just because like there is like a fun playfulness to it, and like the fact that like there's only two characters, and honestly, for being completely honest, not a lot happens, and it's still really interesting. So I think that's kind of cool. Well, I, I think you just described the second story. Only two characters <laughs> and not a lot happens. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I would also like to add that it's a better wraparound than the one in Creepshow 2. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah. Was, and it, as much as I have my, you know, we we did Creepshow 2, um, we did bitch about that fucking wraparound quite a bit. On yeah, that wraparound yeah. sucks. And for some reason, nobody wants to listen to that episode. But yeah, I urge you to, if you want to hear us bitch about the wraparound in Creepshow 2. Um but yeah, I want to interject before Erica goes. Uh, Scare Package is pretty recent. They did cover it on Joe Bob, and it was a pretty decent horror anthology. I, I want to say that where the wraparound actually becomes part of the story. Yeah. Uh, 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 like when you mentioned that earlier, and I was like, but isn't that like like a scare show? And then I realized I was thinking about scare tactics. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, oh. No, it's, it's called yeah. Scare Package, like instead of yeah, Scare yeah. Package. I, I've never seen that. I've it's never on seen Shutter, that. um, on Joe Bob's show. So log in to Shutter, check it out. It's 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 not yeah. not everyone is a, a hit. I'd say it's almost like a horror comedy anthology. Anthology, but it, like, it has some great, yeah, great moments. And, and and to get a horror anthology in this day and age, I'll fucking take what I can get. Yeah, it's got some great special right. effects too. Yeah. Also, also uh, we got a shout out. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 recent horror anthology we, we all just watched was um. A VHS. What was the fucking name of that one? 94. 94. VHS 94. Uh, yeah. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. That that one was all right. 
the the, the wraparound the wraparound story was terrible. If you ever go back yeah. to yeah. if you ever go back and want to listen to behind the screams old episodes, uh, there's one we did the original VHS on there and talk about uh, if you need to have a good day, listen to us shit all over that movie. <laughs> we fucking destroyed oh. that movie. It it cried all the way home. It was like, bad. I, I, oh, I, 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 I like I, the first one. I like the first one too. Right, right. I can already <laughs> see the look on Patrick's face. He hates. Well, let me tell you passion. this. I mean, you guys know Ian. I changed Ian's mind about what was the best segment. Like, you know how persuasive I can be. Anyway, no, you get- know. Wait, you you know why? You know why? Because Timo is not directing all the segments. Oh, for fuck's sake! Your obsession with Timo. Oh God, <laughs> no, man, dude, let it go. Dude, <laughs> dude Timo is God tier filmmaker. All his segments, his segment in VHS two. And VHS 94 are the best segments in that entire No, I, I will grant you, okay, in VHS 2, his segment with Gareth Evans is better than anything else in the history of that, like, franchise. I will grant yeah. you that. I, like, I, I can believe that there's, yeah, that, that could be possibly true. Okay, with the, with the, with the, let's not get hurtful. Um, but, like, but like, you guys were like, with the VHS 94, it's like, okay, I'm not saying his segment isn't good, but Jesus Christ, like, there's other people. And like, I think Chloe Okuno, her first the segment with Ratma is great. Like, I like, oh, yeah, I, I, I like the Ratma one, but the Timo segment is the best one. I'm aware of that. Just literal of God. I'm just saying, <laughs> praise other people, is all I'm saying. No. No, Timo was Timo was God tier, and I will hear none of it. Okay, then. <laughs> so, Erica, what do you think about this wraparound? This was your first viewing, so I'm very interested to hear. Yeah, I thought it was a solid wraparound. I really like Debbie Harry, and I like how they they set her up as like seeming to be this wholesome character, and then the reveal of the kid in the cage or the you know the prison cell, and how she's just casually chatting with them about uh, yeah. After calculating his body weight and how many hours of cooking you know per pound and uh you know all that stuff and like well um, you have to have an hour for evisceration <laughs> like I, I just love the warpness of that and just how she's just so uh you know blase about it um she she also just has a great screen presence i think so i enjoyed watching the wraparound just for kind of how she owns the the screen in this case Charisma, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's definitely loaded with it. That's why she's a legend. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. legend yeah. In, in the punk community, legend in music in general, legend, legend, legend. Oh yeah, but but now I'm just shocked at your hatred of the original VHS. So I, <laughs> oh I, god, I, I thought you knew about that. I thought we talked about that. Before. No, I had no idea. I didn't hate I, every. I okay, I will tell you this. I didn't hate every bit of it, but. <laughs> if you want to laugh and 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 hear this stuff, I like you'll have to dig up the old behind the screens episode. Oh, okay, I'll have to still find up. it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that will take us into our first segment, uh, which is lot two forty nine, and um, I'll just I'm going to start out by saying, you know, I really one it, it has it there. There's so many tributes to George in this movie. Um, as of course you know, when I say George, I'm talking about George Romero. Um, Dawn of the Dead's playing on TV. I knew it immediately. Like, I'm just like, Dawn of the Dead. Like, that brief little clip. Dawn of the Dead. Because did, 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 did you notice what other one was playing on the TV? Martin. Yeah. <laughs> you already know that I know. But, okay. I, um, yeah. I, 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 no, I think because Patrick is unaware of my absolute love for Martin. Yeah, we, we're going to talk Martin um, soon. But um, yeah, Lot 249, I feel, 
is actually like a great starter for the, for, you know, an anthology, you know, especially as we only get three stories where some get ambitious with like four or five, um, looking at you creep show, uh, one, which I'm not mad at. I'm not trying to call anybody out and just be horrible. I'm just saying there's like five segments there. We get, we get three. So this is a really good starter one. It's pretty straightforward. And I, I'm old enough to remember this because this movie came out when I was 10 slash 11. Um, and I was firmly a horror fan at this point. I remember seeing the previews for this and the preview, the part that stuck out to me was Christian Slater holding up that electric knife and turning it on. That was in the yeah. trailer. I remember that from back then. I haven't even gone back to fact check because I remember it that well. So I think it's a really great, straightforward horror story. Like there, there's not to be twists and turns. It was, it was, uh, we have to mention we've got K and B on effects here. Um, we, with Gregory being oh, Gregory Nicotero, uh, being, you know, a disciple of Tom Savini's daddy, Tom's, um, the other daddy, Tom. Yeah. There's two daddy, Tom's daddy, Tom, I can say Tom's being there. I, I, I think people listening to the show will, will know what you mean when you, refer to yeah, at this daddy point, Tom. if you don't know, as, you as don't well know as Greg, as well as Gregory, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I always call Gregor, him Gregory, Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory Nicotero, but yeah, Gregory. Um, yeah, like this was uh, KMB was all over this, and I this is some of their best work, really, not just in this segment, but in the movie as a whole. And we will get to some of the best segments that they did, which were fucking oh, yeah. phenomenal and do not get enough credit. But anyway, so yeah, oh, yeah. two forty nine. We've got Steve Buscemi as our sort of antagonist. Um, you know, nerd that gets picked on and he gets revenge. I mean, it's a typical story, but. Um, the way it was done was phenomenal. Like the fucked up. I mean, I was fucked up about like coat hangers for a while after I saw this. I mean, like I said, 10 slash 11, um, you know, I'm this horror fan thinking I'm badass, but that shit scared me, freaked me out. Like, yeah, I was going to yank my fucking brains out with the coat hanger, you know, and just, they would just leave them in the fruit bowl. Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, but I, I really like this. It's a solid story. It's a good starter. Like, let's say we're building a cookie with these three stories. You know what I'm saying? This is a good top layer. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Sean speak. All right. I love this one. Um, I think this is, a like Candy said, a great starter. Uh, Steve Buscemi playing this fucking dweeb. Um, you know, he's all into like these fucking historical artifacts and ancient artifacts and stuff like that. You got fucking hot ass Christian Slater. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, hot. You know, uh, and then uh, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Lee, um, you know, this the fucking tennis tennis jock. Oh, oh yeah. Like I called him a uh, jock douchebag David Harper. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, I mean, this is your typical revenge uh, story uh, with a twist, um, and I got—I got to tell you, I told Candy I got some some uh, some vibes from uh, Creepshow. Something to tide you over with that ending, um, you know when they when they pop up. But I have to give a huge shout out to Ralph Marrero, the cabbie. I was gonna at say, the end. I he, he was Rickles in Day of the Dead with Gregory and Patrick. I don't know if you noticed this. But in the back of his cab, he had some stickers on the window. He had a Nautis sticker and a Grind King sticker. Skater shit. Um, yes. But he he turns around in the cab and he's like, hey, man, what's so fucking funny? 
And right when we right when we saw his face, we were like, we know like, no. who that is. I was like, he was in Day of the Dead. I <laughs> yeah. know it. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, you know, he sadly died. Yeah. Right. A yeah, year, a year after this in a car accident. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, Julianne Moore, this was her first film role. Um, she got chrysanthemum shoved up her back. Um, you know, yeah, and you I'm die from that. Yeah. You die from that. Okay. And it was, you know, I mean, it was just, you know, with the coat hanger and the brain and the fucking, you know, getting the flowers shoved in your back. And, you know, it was just, you know, all of this, like, you know, ancient Egyptian death, you know, it was, it was, but, but the whole thing with Christian Slater and that fucking battery operated fucking saw and, and sawing off the fucking, you know, the, the, the mummy's leg and his arm and then the fucking, you know, cutting his head in half and then, you know, wanting to set Steve Buscemi's nuts on fire. Like it was, I don't know, man, everything about that first one, like that's what that first film in an anthology really has to draw you in. You know, that's the, that's the one that has to, to pull you in and hold you until the end. And for me, it did it. I forgot on my part and I'm going to just jump in really quick to rate this because we're rating each specific episode. I gave this nine out of 10 scrolls, by the way. Sorry about that. Um, I, I didn't come up with anything crafty, so I guess I'll give this, uh, I'm going to give this 8.5 out of 10 uh, roasted nuts. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You oh, took it from me. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the house of screams. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Rob Rob let's hear from you yeah um yeah this is definitely a good starter you know you always have like like you said Sean you always have to have that first episode like really grab you and uh I like it's what I like about this is just how goddamn goofy it is I know that um the the second segment is probably the goofiest but this one is just like it, it it you know it's got a thorough like horror vibe to it and then at the climax of the story, it just turns into like a fucking comedy. When he's sawing the legs and the arms off the fucking mummy, like it's just flat out hilarious. You know, and Christian Slater's great. Because uh, Steve Buscemi is playing it like serious, like, you know, scared and shit. But like, uh, <laughs> my man Christian is just going all out with, with the fucking wild faces and shit. A little um, taste of his Heather's role in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, there's definitely Heather's vibes in there, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I think it's a great story. Um, it's like it's a, that was one thing I like about the whole movie, and I know we'll get into it. It's just like you know how majority of it is like goofy a lot of the time, you know, with mm-hmm. with the exception of the last story. We'll definitely get into that. But uh, I, I, I like this one. Um, I, I wanted to specify that uh, I remember when I watched the Mummy with the uh, with the great Brendan Fraser. And, um, oh, I was thinking like you're gonna say Boris Karloff. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, the no, good because, one. Uh, yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I that's agree. Not, actually, not, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no. I, I, I love, I love, I fucking love the Mummy movies uh, with Brendan Fraser. But uh, let's not, let's not get carried away because that Boris Karloff movie. Uh, that's one of my favorite of those Universal monster movies. Is the uh, the Mummy. Um, but I remember when Evelyn was the, the, describing what they used to do when they mummified you. They shove a thing up your nose and they wrap it around in your brain and they pull it out through your nostrils. And I was like, "Yeah, like from Tales from the Dark Side." I know, I know how that. I, I know how that works. I remember they said that in Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, and they did exactly that. You know, so I was like, "No, yeah, it, um, this is uh, definitely." But I love the look of the mummy too. 
Oh um, yeah, all the yeah the, the 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 look of the mummy was great. Uh, they you know, of course can be you know they just they they were incredible. Uh, you know, I mean, they still are. It's just they're not can be anymore. Yeah, um, Gregory has pulled ahead the head as like you know he's a director, a yeah. producer, or an actor. You know, it's everything. He's everything. Right, like I, I don't, I don't even think people remember Burger anymore. I mean, like Burger is an incredible makeup effects artist too, but like everybody knows Craig. Yeah, and uh, you know, you know, Kurt, it's Kurt, Walking Dead. It's I kind of, I, I kind of feel that too because when we went to Horror Hound a couple years ago, Howard Burger was there, and there were like maybe two people at his booth, and like I, sad. yeah, I kind of felt bad for him. So sad. Yeah, yeah, like you know, we feel bad like enough he, to go over there, but we, we felt sad about it. <laughs> Yeah, like because you know, like uh, he was one of these, you know, these three just incredible uh, makers of makeup effects, and you know, Kurtzman left to do his own thing, you know, because he wanted to direct, and you know, he had managed to start his own company. And Nicotero, like you know, I think it's because Nicotero was just so entwined into the horror community because he's such a horror fanboy that um, people like just look to him and like. Burgers never really established himself as that other than doing these makeup effects. So like nobody really gives a shit about Burger, even though he's an incredible makeup effects artist and shit. But uh, Nicotero was the one, you know, Gregory was the one who took over, you know, for Tom as Tom got older, yeah. you know, as yeah. the special effects guy and and also to go on and, and have just and do more, you know. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh and plus, you know, like his his love for like or like, you know, his you know, his friendship with Tom and George. And all like the horror directors, um, so like he's always had like, you know, had a place in there. Like every time you know you see horror guys, you see Greg. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, it's, it's sad for Burger and shit, but I still think he's an incredible talent. And uh, you know, the all three of them, you know, it, it, you know, we've we've said so many good things about them on the show. Um, so everybody knows how our feelings about about can be, but uh, you know, we just have to reiterate. They're fucking amazing in their work on this, and in this particular episode, um, I wish I could have seen the brains come out of the nose. Though. Uh, right. You just see the blood. You just see the blood splash on their the douchebag uh, fucking uh, David Harper's feet. Yeah, but you never see the brains come out, and it's like, oh. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I think they uh, make Ju- they make up for it later. They do. They yeah. do. Yeah, but Julianne Morgan her uh, backslash was was pretty good, and the, the mummy getting fucked up was hilarious. But a great, a great piece of makeup effects work. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely a good first episode. As far as rating, um, I will give this episode an eight out of ten. Um, Steve Buscemi's tea. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. I love him. Yeah, like, thank you. I, yeah, I love Steve Buscemi, but that man's got summer tea. You know, you know, some of teeth, some of his teeth go this way, some of his teeth go that way. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, eight out of ten. Steve Buscemi's tea. <laughs> okay, uh, Patrick. I mean, the whole thing that I think is interesting about that the segment is that like all of them are unlikable. <laughs> like it's yeah. like there really is like there you could say there's protagonist and antagonist, but really everybody is just kind of like they're all kind of the villain. Like I remember when I was a kid, I didn't know who I was to be rooting for because I was like, so they're all terrible. Like I was just like, who's the least mean? terrible? Yeah, root for the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> Go mummy. Well, I think like that mummy, I think it's why I was like, to this day, like I have a weird thing about mummies that I don't know where it came from because I rewatched uh, 
Bor- the Boris Karloff one. And I hope this hurts Rob the way it has hurt me. But like, that is like my least favorite of like that era. Like it's fine, but like, it's not that it's, it's not, it's that- not Dracula. Yeah. It's just like, it, it's not like, it was something where I was just like, really like, even like creeped out. It was just kind of like, oh, so this is, this is fine. It's just basically Karloff and a Fez. All right, that's fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, I will give you that. The, the opening, the when he comes out of the, the tomb is like the best part. But he's getting yes. that Iconic. Ah! Iconic. Yeah. I always love that shot of the dude. Ah! You know, when he sees him for the first time. So I'll give <laughs> yeah. you that. I'll give you that. But yeah, like, I mean, I think the thing that's like kind of like cool about it is like, A, I mean, because also I, I heard like, uh, I think it was in the credits that like uh, Jack Pierce, not Jack Pierce, um, Dick Smith was like a consultant or something on the makeup. Yeah, yeah he did. And like, consult. he's legendary. Oh, like, yeah. So it's like, we, we've talked a lot sense. about Dick Smith on this show. Yeah. So like, that makes sense why it'd be so like, I mean, it'd be like on another level than it ever was. Because I mean, like, yeah, it's KMB when they were first like getting started and trying to get noticed, but it's also you have Dick Smith involved. So that's like, that's why I think that's the mummy that sticks with me most. Like that and the Monster Squad mummy are the mummies that I think about. Like, I don't really, I mean, I, it's nothing against Karloff, but like the ones I think about are like that one and the Monster Squad one. But yeah, like I do love like Buscemi in this because I think this is even because it was 90. So it was, I think, two years before even Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, so yeah, he yeah. was like nobody at that point. And like Christian Slater still has like remnants of his gleaming the cube hair, which is nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Julianne Moore looking like very like college girl and not like, you know, like because my whole life she's been like the stately figure in movies where it's like she's like she the class. <laughs> yeah, she brings class. And then the other guy, who I'm shocked that Rob didn't recognize, because I recognized him. He was in Die Hard Three. He is not important, but he's in Die Hard Three. Oh yeah, he's the he's the cop. Like um, when they find the bomb, he said, "The this, you're just gonna leave it here." Some kid could, you know, saying like, "Yeah, <laughs> now now I remember." But it, like I was rewatching this, and I was like, "Yeah, he looks like Jack Douchebag David Harbor." He does. Like, I'm, like, not, I'm not disputing that. He is definitely my least favorite of the people like in it. But like, I don't know, I. I do. I think that that's why this segment is both awesome and like weird is because like normally that's kind of like the thing in horror is like you, you're supposed to like, you know, like care about the people dying. Whereas in this, it's like I'm actively rooting for everybody to die just in like differing ways. Me like, in every horror movie. Pain. Like when are they going to die? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's really it's it's cool. I mean, I think it's like it's a good scary segment. Like I do like like the way that they did the zombie it's or the mummy is like a zombie is cool because it like gives it that vibe that I like where it feels threatening, which Boris Karloff and a Fez isn't so much to me, but, um, <laughs> but, but like it is kind like a 1930s really thing. I'm just saying. And like, it's like, it's, it's threatening. Like it's scary. And that's what I think. That's why it stuck with me. I think is because like, it was the only time that I was ever like freaked out by a mummy was because it was just like, it was, it was like zombified. Like it's just coming forward and it's going to keep going until Christian Slater cuts it up in pieces and burns those pieces, which actually is a really good way to kill a mummy. You think nobody, nobody really thinks about that, but like they move slowly and like they're, they're covered in dry stuff. So like, it seems pretty easy, but whatever, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, no, like, I yeah no I like I it's probably my favorite segment even though like it's kind of paradoxical in the way it's laid out but like it is it's funny and it's scary which is kind of what you want from like because I mean I think most of the anthologies I can think of are like that like scare packages even like that where it's like 
there's funnier segments there's like scary like there's the ones that are the best are the ones that mix them together yeah you want a mixed bag yeah so it's like um so yeah no i like that's that that one i really love um uh i guess i would give it four out of five sarcophagi since mine got stolen i don't know i i did i i had to do that was that was all i prepared i'm i'm sad now (laughs) can somebody translate that into 10 for me because i'm not good with math uh, eight. That's Let's go with eight. Eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. There eight we go. Eight out of ten. Cool. I'm sorry. I'm just like, wait. I don't know math. Okay. Um, Erica, what did you what did you think of this lot two forty nine? Well, I guess I'm going to be the wet blanket of the group. Um, <laughs> I found this to be the most boring segment of the whole film. That's interesting. That's and I kind can of see a hot I'm in the minority for thinking it. Yeah. This, 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 this is why uh, I love maybe my expectations. <laughs> would you hate me for high. the same reason? No, 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 no. I love I'm you sorry, too, Erica. But, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I just, I just, uh, I, I love Erica because Erica comes in with the hottest take and she, she's so wonderful. <laughs> she does. I'm sorry, Erica. Erica. I'm sorry, Erica. Good. I was just going to say, maybe my expectations were too high because of the big names in this segment. Um, but I wasn't like blown away by their acting. I wasn't blown away by the story. Um, you know, I do like the revenge element. It does seem like uh, a lot of the segments in this kind of have like their this revenge or you know rooting for the underdog quality. Um, but I don't know, it just didn't do much for me. I was like, eh, yeah, so what? Also, because like all of the characters were very unlikable, as this was already mentioned, just a bunch of douchebags. I didn't care like one way or the other what happened to them. So I was like, kind of just a little bit bored and waiting for the next segment so um i guess as far as score i'll give it like six out of ten rich douchebags <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say something though um you guys were talking about like how the people are likable and i think that's very uh fitting because like that goes back to like ec comics and stuff because like most of the characters in those stories, were just terrible motherfuckers yeah yeah and you wanted to it's all about the comeuppance at the end like you know like with those kind of stories, mm-hmm. even going back to the the tales from the crypt, uh, the, the comic, the movie, and all that stuff. Like everybody that that the story gets told is like motherfuckers who had it coming. You know, Joan Collins had, had it coming and all through the house and all that stuff. Like everybody had it coming, so it's like it's fitting that they're all unlikable because you want to see them get fucked up because that's the whole point. You know, and, that's like basically Friday the Thirteenth movies for me, like <laughs> human fodder to feel into the. Kill machine, please no. kill them. It I depends. Just... It depends on the Friday Thirteenth, though. Like, because like, yeah. I love as, Tommy as a rule, overall, in general, right. mostly we but, want everyone dead. Right, like in, in in the first Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, but like two through eight is like no, like like Jimbo with fucking part four. Like, I don't want to see Jimbo get killed. Well, just I'm, I'm just saying, like, face, as like, for the most part, it's it's a kill machine. Thing. Yeah, I don't well, want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see Jimbo get the meat cleaver to the face. I love Jimbo and fucking Christmas. Yeah, well, Brothers, yeah, we all had thing. like our our sad moments. Uh, but Violet. Oh yes, uh, Violet. We talked about Violet. Or I didn't want Demon to die. Demon stole a fucking movie for five minutes of screen time. Like, like, uh, like, yeah. The Sean brought up a sour point for me. Like, as much as I love Friday Five, like to see Violet go because my queen Violet. 
and yeah. it's just like my baby my yeah. queen. I, 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 I know you guys are worship- in love with her and, and and she listened to terrible music so that's an, and that's a swipe left for me wait wait wait, wait. she Patrick, was very was pretty are- but like her music taste was shit wait patrick are you saying you don't like violet and i don't five? dislike violet but like if there was any i was in love with it's like of like 80s horror it's like trash i'm trying to living dead like yes the same itch, oh different. god here we, that is here universal we go. on this show that we all are obsessed with trash and we love mm-hmm. linnea we we just yes. uh, we, we I mean I was her and uh, over the Patrick, summer at uh, Joe Bob's thing. Pat, Patrick, oh. don't get Sean started when it comes to trash from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm we just acted saying. that out in our Return of the Living Dead episode. I dressed up as trash and I did the whole everything right before she gets naked. But um, right before she gets naked. Well, I ripped up my shirt, but it had a feminist underneath <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's where I saw Candy's boobs. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, you saw my boobs last Halloween when I was Love Witch and it covered everything. Oh, but it covered oh. my nipples when that was it. I got yeah, a lot yeah, of boob the, going on. I was yeah, it was yeah. a joke. The joke about I've seen my boobs. You have seen my boobs. Everyone's seen my boobs. <laughs> I just didn't show you any nip. Okay. So that was a great uh starter for uh and and that that the story that that was based on was an arthur conan doyle story so it was an older story um from a celebrated writer and i i think it's pretty straightforward sir sir arthur conan doyle apologize my apologies okay um so our second our second um little piece of of the cookie i'm building an oreo cookie with this and I think it, I think Oreo really fits the bill because this is a lot of filler for me. I'm <laughs> the cat from hell, who I said I'm dressed like tonight because I'm not dressing up this Halloween. Because uh, last year I did the whole damn thing, and I'm like I'm too tired this year. Serious, the year tired. Cat from hell. Now this is a Stephen King story, um, and George Romero did adapt it to the screen. Um, there's a lot that I like about this story and um, that this is the really one where everybody disagrees. People are usually love this segment or they fucking hate it. There, You don't find too many in-betweeners. Um, yeah, the cat from hell. I really love David Johansson. Um, he was Buster Poindexter, that hot, hot, hot song. But people oh, forget God. he was also in the New York Dolls. Um Thank you, punk fans, for recognizing who the fuck the New York Dolls are <laughs> and what an ugly woman he makes. But, uh, you know, it's I love the New York Dolls. I fucking love them. Anyway, so so I was already like fucking sold on him. And um, so he he's our hitman in this. And we've got William Hickey, who was really a staple and he was in a, a really great one of my favorite Tales from the Crypt episodes. I mean, he was just kind of in everything at this time period where he was really old, really frail, but he was nailing these fucking roles. So we got him in there and, you know, but this is really kind of a filler story. And for me, like, I like to really like immerse myself in a film and I'm thinking, this kid's searching for what's going to entertain her, you know, keep her from cooking me. So he just goes to a random story. That's where I go in my head with this. But the cat from hell, let's first off say Stephen King is terrified of cats. We know this, right? We've all read Pet Cemetery. He's always, and you know, there's a couple of times where he's had some cat here, like uh, in uh, Dr. Sleep, there's a, there's a good cat, you know. But for the most part, he does oh, it right. Outside. Yeah, I mean, there there are definitely other options, but I mean, for the most part, he tends to write evil cats 
And, and I like how he calls his dog Molly the thing of evil. If you follow his uh, Twitter and, and stuff. But yeah, so this, uh, I love that we've got. That's because cats are evil beings. No, 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 yes, no. Yes. <laughs> my babies. No, my children. No. But kind of, but kind of a little bit. I'm telling beans. Beans is gonna. Oh kill no, me. not beans. Beans will kill me. I feel like he he wouldn't even use his claws. He'd bring a knife. Like yeah, okay. So they're a little evil, <laughs> but I love them and I respect them because they're evil. They they they're just I love them. I'm obsessed with cats. Eric and I both we just love cats so much. Uh, yeah, I, I just noticed that uh, Erica, does your hat have cat ears on it? Yes, it does. We we were doing these tonight. Yeah, I, I oh. bought this hat in Russia. So isn't that cute? Yeah. It's so adorable. I got yeah. a couple cats with kitty cat ears so i can just be a dork at home but <laughs> <laughs> well, why not that's the best place for it okay so me jumping into to cat the cat from hell um i actually really like this scenario it had the feel to it of father's day if we're going to make creep show references as we have it kind of has a little bit of that vibe and i'm not saying it's a stronger vibe that you know fathers they really came out and kicked you straight in the balls this one takes its time before it it does it and it does kick you in the balls i will die on that hill um but yeah george did a great job adapting it yes it is and and, and you already heard that sean's hot take on this that he thinks it's boring and he doesn't like it he already said that at the very beginning and that there, here's a segment with two two characters and nothing happens well i think you know it feels the shortest and i believe that it is the shortest it's that filler of the Oreo cookie that I'm building. But I really think David Johansson like nailed it um, as, as this like, you know, hit guy, you know, like this professional hitman complaining about the price of his shirt, nothing but first class for me. And here's, you know, William Hickey. And when he's there and he's like telling him the story and the guy's like, I don't fucking care. Where's the cat? Why would you want to kill a cat? And then he starts to realize how fucked up the cat is. And, and this all happens so fast. Um, but you see that William Hickey is is addicted to the drug that they, they killed the like 8,000 cats for. And he's, he believes, and I, I think we should all believe that it's it's come back to avenge all the cats that were killed to make this very highly addictive drug that William Hickey swallows by the fucking handful. So, yeah, I, I just, I really like how it plays out. And let me tell you, as a little girl, or I don't know if I was little, I was, you know, on on the, the cusp of teen, preteen, I guess, when I saw this, that fucking effect where that cat jumps <laughs> in his mouth and goes into his stomach and then is just chilling in there for many hours because, you know, the had, um, David Johansson's character had stopped the clock and then William Hickey comes in and then it's like, oh, now I'm going to come out and it comes back out of him. And like, like, and he's just like fucking like so dead, like <laughs> extra dead, like the the skin ripping, the the effect of that, the, the whole way they did those effects were I I applaud them. I thought it was phenomenal forever. Like that's the that that was my scene in this movie. Like I fucking love the cat. Just saying, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna go inside your body. Like just going <laughs> next level with this shit. So maybe you know, really, it's the cat from hell. It because cats, you know, apparently are like me, and they can hold a fucking grudge, and they'll wait, they'll bite their time, but they'll really fuck you up. No, okay. But yeah, this cat, <laughs> this cat was not pulling any punches. Like, oh, you want to die? Oh, you want to shoot at me? No, no, I got plans for you. 
Like nobody could have seen that coming. You got to admit that nobody saw that coming. A cat jumping into his mouth and going into his fucking internal organs and hanging out and then coming back out. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. That's the kick in the balls. But yeah, for otherwise, this is kind of a filler, filler episode. Um, but I, you know, this is where we saw a bit of Martin uh, by George Romero, who, you know, George loved those little touches. Uh, we miss George. I miss George. Um, yeah. So I gave the cat from hell. Well, it's not. I think it's the weakest of the entries. Um, I still really enjoyed it just mainly for that fucking last bit. It was really worth every minute before that. And um, yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked as a beginning or an ending episode. It only could work in this middle spot. So I gave it 7.5 out of 10. Very addictive pharmaceuticals. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan of this one. Um, oh. The William Hickey, his fucking voice. <laughs> let, let me tell you, like, the, the reason I, did, I didn't want to, I decided to change it. It was because I couldn't nail his doing his voice. Like I try to, <laughs> I try to dad. nail it. I, I tried to nail it, and it came out too much Harvey Firestein. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, "I'm not doing it. I'm not." That doing wouldn't it. have worked. Yeah, yeah. His voice, and and I always, and I know the film came out much later, but he was Lewis in uh, Christmas Vacation, and the whole scene with the fucking squirrel, and and oh my god, it just it fucking cracks me up. But <clears throat> the the concept of I'm a cat owner. Right. We have you two are a cat lover. I'm a cat lover. Cat dad. We have two cats. We're and so and they can be assholes, right? They're, they are assholes. But but the bit the, the most asshole thing my cat can do is not get in bed when I want him to get in bed. Right. <laughs> and so like <laughs> I'll tell you what, if my if my cat did some shit like this cat, I'd beat a motherfucker. You'd like, be dead. And so and so here's here's what gets me about this. So they so he hires a hitman to come after this cat, right? The hitman can't even fucking shoot the cat that's sitting there eating the fucking food. He sh- he misses and hits the fucking TV not once but twice because of the cat's powers. I, there wasn't. I I'm not buying it. <laughs> he was. I think he was just a shitty fucking hitman. Um, so how do you get so successful? I'm not even going to answer that. Um, but I just, it, 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 it was prolonged. It was drawn out. I didn't, there wasn't anything very enticing until the very end. And then we get to the very end with the effect of the cat, you know, going into his mouth and into his stomach and then coming out of his mouth. And for me, that was, you know, that was cool. It was bonkers. It was out there. You know, it was they they took a shot and they fucking went for it and they did it. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that part. And I remember watching that as a kid and I was like, I will never own a fucking cat in my life. And then he met me. And well, then we, I'm we know each other for a long time, but then he got with me. Yeah. And I was like, You're you're a cat lover now. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I think the thing honestly, like, and I love that scene with the special effect with the cat going in his mouth. But the thing I love the most is at the very end after William Hickey's had his fucking heart attack and he spilled his pills and that cat's just sitting there licking its fucking paw sitting on his fucking lap. Like 
I love that scene. I thought that scene, it was a great scene to end that episode, even though I felt like the episode was like severely prolonged. Um, it, it, I thought, thought it was a, a great way to, to, to end it. Okay. Uh, Patrick. Um, well, you gotta give your rating, right? Did you give? Your oh rating? yeah. 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 My bad. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give cat from hell, uh, seven out of 10 mild hallucinogens. <laughs> okay. So what it's been touched on, but like what I know and like, wait, is this okay? Is it working? Okay. Uh, like what Stephen King knows apparently is that cats are inherently just demons from hell. Like mm. that's just what they are. They just like, I'm sorry. I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just being, I'm just being honest. They're, they, they're demons from hell. So like, <laughs> I'll to, be that guy with you. Yeah. So like, so, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help that I'm allergic to them. So therefore they're my natural enemies, but like, <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know. That's why, I think between like this and Cat's Eye and Pet Cemetery, like Stephen King's trying to warn us, and just if people just don't take the they, they just don't take the warning, and that's on them. That's that's their choice to make. But like, I respect them because Eye. they're evil. Go ahead, Eric. The cat in Cat's Eye was the hero, though. Well, fine. True. I'm just saying yes, that's true. There's a lot of just I don't know. They just the, 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 the cats are just horrible creatures. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh. but no, like the fact that like. The reason that I like it is because A, uh, Hickey is always a delight. Like whenever he was in anything, when I was a child, it was like, oh, that guy with the weird voice. I like that guy. And like, <laughs> you have like David Johansson. With the time, I only knew him as Buckster Poindexter and uh, as the uh, Ghost of Christmas Past in, in uh, Scrooge. Yeah, that's all I knew about. I didn't know New York Dolls yet. So like at the time it was just like, oh, that guy. Like, whereas now I'm like, holy shit, it's David Johansson of the New York Dolls. So like- Thank you, fellow punk fan. Yeah. So like, I'm like, that thing is like, that's why I've kind of like, I used to like, really like have like a distaste, I guess, for the segment. A, because of the horribleness of cats and B, because of the whole like thing of like not really knowing anything about the segment other than like, it's a cat and cats are horrible. But like, ultimately the whole thing is like, it works for me better now because like it does kind of lean into that. I mean, it's like he was saying, like it being a sh like they do say it is cat powered. Could it be that he's a shitty hitman? Who can say? Who knows, really, for sure. <laughs> but like he did say he had him like dead in his sights, and somehow the cat got away. So like on that level, it is terrifying because like cats, as I said, terrible, horrible, but also terrifying creatures. So like it is, it's 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 an easy leap to like think that they might you know, trying to kill me at any given time. So like, regardless of whether or not I'm trying to like make anything from them, just like, just in their general existence, they might try to kill me. I don't know. I don't want to know. This is just not something that I need to like have anything to do with. But like- <laughs> My cats probably plan my death every day. That's what I'm saying. It's they're, they're terrible creatures. They're just the worst. They're just I the worst creatures. I fucking love them. They're my cuddle babies. <laughs> they got me. I don't know. But no, like I, I, I think I was like, I used to like not really like it so much. Now I would say like, I mean, I would give it like, I mean, six and a half, seven, like, whereas it used to be like a, it was probably like a four back in the day when I was a kid. Now I'm like, now I've come up because now I'm like, it's like, there's enough stuff I like, but like, yes, that effect is cool. But like that effect, if it wasn't for having 
such a cool cast around that effect, I probably wouldn't care as much. Because I honestly had kind of forgotten that segment in general. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, it didn't really mean anything to me because it was just like, it didn't really register. And then, like, when I watched it, I'm like, that's why every time I watch it, it's like, I feel like an Alzheimer's patient. It's just like every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, that one. Like, he's like, I forgot that was in this movie. But like, <laughs> but like, now I might actually remember because now to me, it's the one with William Hickey and the and David Johansson of the New York Dolls. So, like, there's not necessarily like it's definitely the weakest segment, but it's not as weak as I remembered it being. So like I like I, I'm I'm more down with it than I used to be. Like I'll 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 give it like yeah you know like six and a half seven. That, 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 I can live with that. That's fine. Of like you know just cats from hell. Six and a half seven cats from hell. Just just diving down throats because that's what they're 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 from hell. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, good review, Erica. Oh man, so <clears throat> I have the opposite uh, bias. I love cats. So of course I was like team cat for this whole segment. And it's like, yeah, fuck that guy up and crawl down his throat and eat his insides. This is sweet. Um, <laughs> however, I am going to dock points for my overall score of this movie for the anti-cat propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> this is like this is anti-cat hate speech. Yeah, thanks, movie. Stephen King. Right? He's such an asshole to cats. Is he though? Is he? I actually didn't find this segment boring. I thought it was like fun, aside from the anti-cat hate speech part. Um, I was like on the side of the cat <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so uh, I, I also did enjoy that that surprise at the end. Um, kind of have to dock some special effects points just for how clear it was at times that there was a cat puppet involved. Um, like yeah. It, there were some like just the moments of just clear fakery that took away from some of the moments uh, that, that should have been like really cool and otherwise were cool. But uh, yeah, this one I have to um, give this segment like uh, I'd say like eight out of 10 assassin cats. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay, uh, Rob. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of this one. Um, I, I I will only refer to him as David Johansson. I'm never calling him fucking Buster. I think that's the stupidest. I don't either. Fucking name <laughs> ever. Uh, that's the stupidest fucking name ever. And I always remember him from Free Jack with uh, Emilio Westevez, the Mighty Duck Man. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm not going there, Kenny. Don't worry. Don't, don't, don't worry, I'm not going there about the wedding this game. Uh, yeah. That went up 30 Max minutes one time, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick, uh, uh, Max's first episode on this show was uh, Maximum Overdrive, and we took over the show in the middle of it to talk about the Mighty Ducks. Next like, oh, I'm sorry. like I'm sorry. a thousand yard stare. It's either that or superheroes, and I'm certain, like, oh God, oh God, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Should we not be talking about the greatest trilogy of sports films of all time? Is that something we should be doing? No, I didn't know. No, Thank you. no, 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 Thank no. You. no. No, Yo, can, can, can you was staring daggers at me and Max because we just went on about the fucking. And then you would acknowledge that I was staring daggers, and then you kept going. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's the mighty talks. We can't help it. I have uh, PTSD from that. Thanks. <laughs> no, but um, but uh, uh, I I, I kind of like this one a lot. Uh, it, it's definitely the weakest segment, but I like it one lap just because it's David Johansson fucking chasing the cat around the house. Uh, and David Johansson is great in the movie. Like, I love William Hickey, but I think David Johansson makes the segment. 
because of his just frustration and the fact that he cannot kill this fucking cat. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I did. I liked all that aspect. I, I, I didn't find that boring at all. Um, I thought it was great just him just, you know, trying to kill this cat in this fucking mansion, you know, and you just can't do it. And it's frustrating the fuck out of him. You know, he's got the cat dead in his sights and he can't hit it. He doesn't know why. And it's just hilarious, you know. And the, the cat coming out the mouth is hilarious. Um, it's probably, it's great, but it's probably the weakest effect um, because it's obvious a fucking rubber puppet. Uh, the cat is is a fake puppet, and um, the fake David Johansson mouth is is obviously rubber, uh, plastic, um, bullshit, whatever. Mold. I'm just saying, when I was like 11 years old, that shit blew me away. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, it, it's fucking amazing now. But you look at it like you know, uh, so far removed from that, like you know, all the advances in makeup technology and like everything they do, and it's just like. That's obviously fucking just so for 1990 though it was pretty good yeah yeah good. yeah no it's pretty goddamn good and shit but uh it's it's you look back at it now and it's like jesus christ it, it's, uh, it's so fucking rubbery and just it looks like fucking uh silly putty uh <laughs> the cat looked like escaping out of a pile of silly putty and shit with blood on it uh but like it, it, i guess it still works you know what i'm saying let me not be too much too derogatory about it uh I find it I find it great the entertaining story is definitely the weakest but I still find it entertaining so I'll give it a seven out of ten um TV's playing Martin um, <laughs> yes you know you know I was gonna do that because I fucking love Martin so much so uh yeah like that that was the one thing on this rewatch I was like oh shit they were playing Martin on that TV and I never fucking noticed um and I'm just like yeah 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 all the all the well, of course, it's Romero. Who so many nods, like, George, in this. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I it, love it. You know, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But uh, like, the, like extra points, I, I would have given it probably a six, but it gets that extra star uh, rating because it, it had the balls to play Martin. And, you know, like they could have easily went with something else, like Day of the Dead or something, or Night Riders, you know, or Night of the Living Dead because it's fucking the public domain. So it's been public domain it. forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But but they showed Martin and God bless him for that. So uh, yeah, seven out of ten uh, TVs playing Martin. And that's when I'm sitting here kicking myself. Like I got my, I just got my new Tom Atkins shirt, so I had to wear that. But I was like, I could have saved that for the fog and wear one of my mini George shirts, but I didn't do that. So I have to like substitute on the fog for George. Um, yeah. So uh, okay, well we, we will go on to the final segment. Um, this is like I said, making our cookie, our little Oreo. We're on our last, you know, little part of that. And because we only get three segments in this for an anthology, that's surprising. Usually we, we get at least four, um, but there's only three here. And hold, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, not to cut you off, Candy, but I will say that uh, for the people who dislike Cat from Hell, at least it wasn't that fucking bowling segment that uh, they, they would they, they try to put in Creep Show 2 and they try to fit in this. That, that, that Stephen King story about the fucking. The, the the ghost the, the the rival bowling team ghosts and shit. Oh god! <laughs> oh. At least it wasn't that. Like I, yeah. I think that sounds fucking awful, and I don't want yeah. to see. And I'm I'm glad they didn't put that in this shit. Like I will take Cat from Hell every time over that fucking stupid sounding fucking story. <laughs> and I actually like Cat from Hell, so I obviously agree. Um, but so we were at Lover's Vow, and I have to tell you that my opinion. Um, sixth grade candy still agrees with 42 year old candy that lover's vow is the strongest story that we get 
in this anthology. And it and 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 the wraparound really sells it as well because you know we've got Debbie Harry who's acting like Miss society and miss proper and prim but i like the love stories because she has that that like note to her voice like oh god what a she's just great debbie harry but but i wanted to hear a love story no no no. i've got one for you it's, it's scary but it's also a love story it's great you know and it's and and, and this movie does what an anthology movie should do saves the best for fucking last um i've always been a romantic and I, I guess I'm like Debbie Harry in that respect. Where I, want, I want some scary, but can we make a, like a love story in there? Thanks. Cool. Because um, I, I like those things. Um, we got James Remar, uh, Dexter's dad. No, I'm kidding. I had a crush on James Remar at this time period. He, he's, just, he's got those eyes. There's something about his eyes that I just really love. And so, you know, having that sort of crush on him and, uh, you know, I love Radon Chong, you know, uh, she was sort of in everything for a while. And then I don't know what happened. I love her. But talking about like, I'm just going to jump right the fuck in with this transformation sequences. We, we recently did and it is released uh, as of this recording. It will obviously still be there when you hear this. Um, we did. um an American Werewolf in London, we talked about the transformation scene in there, kind of compared to the howling, which we will do the howling. Um, but transformation sequences, let's give K and B like a fucking full round of applause. That transformation when, oh, you broke your promise. Like, were we were any of us really expecting that the first time we saw this movie? We were we were kind of like, oh, he's in love. And like he saw this horrible shit and he's trying to deal with it. And, he, and she's like, there's nothing you can give me. You know, oh, there's something. Oh no. He fucked it up. And when she transforms into that gargoyle, like that is some top notch shit. It's still right now, as of last night, looks fucking great. It looks great. And um, it's such an interesting story. Um, I just love everything about it. You have feelings, emotions. You kind of go through the gamut with it. And it's really like our meatiest story probably has a little bit longer of a running time than the rest or maybe it just feels that way uh because of all the emotions and everything that's packed into this you know uh gorge top notch like i said love story like even when she's turned into the gargoyle with the children she's like i love you but it's too late you broke your promise i can't change this thing that's happening but i love you and he's like still saying like he loves her and you know it's like oh my god like it just really got to me and just, yeah, it has absolutely everything in it. I think my rating is going to be pretty clear on this one. Um, this was always my favorite sequence. My, my favorite segment of this, it, it, it definitely, we had a great buildup with the other two stories, but like this takes the fucking cake. I could watch an entire feature length film about this, you know, it was great. It, I, I just love it and uh, not ashamed. Uh, I mean, because I mean, with my love of vampires, you got to realize why do I love vampires? They're scary and there's romance. I, I want both. I want both. And I got both here. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, great uh, last segment. So I gave that a 10 out of 10 transformation sequences. Yeah, so um, going against what Candy said, like this is not no, 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 no. You, you, you'll be surprised. Um, 
she was, you know, seven-year-old candy agreed with 42-year-old candy, whereas, you know, 10-year-old Sean uh, is completely different. 10-year-old Sean loved Lot 249. And when we watched this last night for the purposes of this discussion, I got to the last segment and I was like going into it like, yeah, I don't remember liking this too much. And I got to tell you, I fucking loved this segment. I thought Lover's Vow was great. Um, You know, I didn't know when I was a kid who James Remar was. And so as I got older and I've seen him in more things, Dexter, um, probably the most recent, um, you know, I, I grew to enjoy him as an actor. Now, I will tell you, Radon Chong, Commando, I fell in love with this woman. I mean, um, I think we were all in love with Radon Chong. You know, Rob knows, we've talked about it before. My dad, you know, he was a horror fan. He was an action fan. And, you know, there were there were several movies that he and I watched together, Tango and Cash, Last Starfighter, Enemy Mine. But Commando was was one of them that we watched a lot of. And I fell in love with this girl at a young, young age. And, um, you know, so seeing her in this, that was awesome. Um, and, and yeah, the, the special effects in this were fucking phenomenal. When the bartender gets the fucking the slash on the face and then gets fucking decapitated, like that was my shit. Like, I remember as a kid seeing that. And that was one of those ones where I was like, like I looked away, but I was still peeking out of my peripheral. Like, like I, I still wanted to see it happen, you know? Um, and, and I think that, you know, I think the story in this is great. Um, it is a, you know, kind of a romantic story. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I didn't enjoy uh, a little bit of romance. Um, maybe I'm just saying that because my wife's in the room, but uh um, no, I, I, I thought that, I thought that this one was great. Um, the special effects were awesome. Um, the gargoyle who I thought was fucking creepy as shit. Then I still think looks creepy as fuck. Um, I'm going to give this nine out of 10, um, decapitated bartenders. Awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Um, I mean, I already kind of went into like, I like, the, the, like I don't know what, cause I was like a little, like I've always had a weird fascination with gargoyles. Like I always, cause I, I like monsters. So it's just like the whole thing of like. And the cartoon. These, yeah. No, I was going to say like, I like basically anything, including the gargoyles cartoon. Like that's, I think it's why I gravitated towards that too. Cause it was just like, it was like these monsters that like had existed presumably like, cause they always said it was like on churches to like war away demons, but like, what the hell, how are demons worse than that? Like, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, why would that frighten the demons? But like, um, so like, I always remember this one. I didn't remember as well as 249 because I think it was like, cause when I was a kid, I didn't really like, obviously I didn't really care about the romantic aspect of it. Whereas now I do, even though like, in terms of like vampires, I was for vampires who were like more about like ripping your throat out than like, I like Ooh. sexy gothic vampires. That's fine. Like to each their own. But like in my case, it's just like I like them to like I, I want them to be like demonic motherfuckers. But like that's like, just my own personal taste. Like Valak. I do love Valak. I love Valak. <laughs> that's why we will never co- I'm glad you covered it on your show because we will never cover that movie on here. <laughs> can I can I just can I just say something? Rob, when I saw that you posted that you guys were doing uh uh vampires, I looked at Candy, I was like I'm so fucking pissed that he he knows I love that movie and I am so pissed he didn't ask me to be on. But then when I listened to the episode and you were like, oh yeah, Patrick suggested this. And I was like, okay, now I feel better. 
<laughs> yeah, like 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 I told you in the chat, it was the last minute decision that was Patrick's idea. Right, Shout right. Out to Patrick for coming I, through with uh, the eleventh hour to pull that one. When I uh, saw I, when I, I saw you post that, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. And it's a well known fact on this show that I said we will never do that movie. Yeah. So I was like yeah. glad that at least somebody covered it, like that in the family covered it because I won't do it. It's more of an action film, and if I have to look at James Wood for more than one second, <laughs> I start like foaming at the mouth. I can't do it. And it, it's definitely much more of an action film than it would be a horror film. And I prefer a straight horror, you know? Me, me, me and Patrick were definitely foaming at the mouth. Like, we decided not to discuss James Wizard. That was Arlene. wise. That was yeah, wise. That, yeah, like, <laughs> that would have been all you did, and it would have been ugly. Yeah. Patrick still took a few shots in there at James Wood. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have been able to resist myself. But. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it was like, well, it was also because, like, Mac was like, I don't know anything about this. I'm like, oh, buddy. Oh, 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 oh. Well, <laughs> how much time do you have? Pull up a chair. <laughs> but no, yeah, like, I will say, like, James Remar in this, like, he's also Ajax from the Warriors. So, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, to me, he's always been, like, I remember, like, watching that when I was pretty young. And, like, I remember I even had, like, I had a VHS of that for, like, forever. I probably still have it somewhere. But, I like, cause, yeah, because I've watched that, like, endlessly. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I've always liked James Remar. Like, I mean, uh, he's in the movie... That like nobody cares about but me, but the girl next door, the uh, the uh, you know the romantic comedy, which fantastic, just just love that film. But like he's just he's he's great, he's great in everything. And like in this one, I like that he's not playing; like, he's playing somebody who is incredibly sympathetic, like literally until the end. Like there's never like because even like the whole thing is like when he does the thing that causes everything to fall down around him, he's not doing it out of like selling out or like if there's nothing evil or there's nothing whatever he's just literally a guy trying to he has this one secret from the love of his life and he wants to like share it with her he wants to like completely be with her and like so it's like he's not doing it out of any kind of like there's there's nothing it's it's not like it's, it's, it's like there's usually getting these where it's like his getting his comeuppance like it's like it's the opposite where it's just like yeah. he's a guy who's trying to just do the right thing he's like it's I a kept very the from her. tragic yeah it's tragic yeah that's why like i think it's I, it's it's almost like the segment i mean it doesn't it definitely it helps his gargoyle so it kind of sells it a little bit more but i was like it's very much like gothic horror like it's not like yeah. which is it, totally my shit yeah i love gothic horror too so like yeah, so like for me, it's like that's I think it's why I like it so much because it's just like I mean, Greg also the effects are super rad. Like I I love even though I always think it's funny because like I never noticed it until like I was watching like one of the times they were doing like special effects for like the thing it was like a featurette or something. It's about like uh, putting K or not K and B um, like um, basically putting lube and everything to yeah. uh, like bring it to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so now whenever I see an effect that's clearly covered in lube, I can't, like, not see that, where it's just like, oh, so that's... It's that's like it tells you about reading Tom Spade's books, you are going to notice the things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you so learn how like, they're made, you're going to start noticing. Yeah, so, like, but it's at the same time, it still doesn't bother me, because I'm like, it's just such a cool, like, this, the way it's like, because it's also kind of like the thing that I liked about, like, um, even though I hate the uh, Stephen Summers Van Helsing, I like the way that the uh, transformation worked, where, like, the werewolf's, like, tearing her skin off and the werewolf's underneath. It's kind of the same thing where it's like the gargoyle is like underneath Radon Chon's <laughs> skin, which it just, I don't know, it makes it really painful and like really like you can't, because like, she's sympathetic too, like in, in that like bit, because it's like 
she also like i mean she did something wrong because she you know murdered that bartender but like um but like it's just like her character is also like nobody in that segment necessarily is a bad guy like in terms of like in the most traditional sense it's all kind of like characters who were trying to do the right thing and in the end it just all falls the fuck apart around them so it's like it's this really deeply tragic thing which i again like i was like i didn't really i don't think i really tracked it when i was younger but like i get it now and i think it's really interesting now um so i guess i would say i mean i would go like uh probably like eight and a half that seems fair um oh fuck uh let me try to think uh bulbous gargoyle eyes <laughs> there you go okay uh rob lover's vow yeah so like i i, I remarked earlier how um like like all the segments um including the wraparound stories are like goofy fun and i, I, I always found it um wild that they ended the, the second the last segment is this really tragic gothic horror story love story and like i always found it like like you know ballsy that they they chose to go that route with the the, the final story of the, the, the movie you know and uh james ramar um like yeah ajax but uh, i always remember him as gans from 48 hours uh oh yeah yeah, yeah, it's, uh, he he will always be Gans. Like uh, even though um he's also Ajax, uh, um, he's my mother's favorite character from the movie. My mother actually put me onto, um, just putting that out there. The, that that's how cool my mom is. She was like, "Oh, you gotta watch the movies," you know, <laughs> uh, you know. But uh, yeah, like it, it's it's great seeing James Ramar play against type, you know, because he's always known playing fucking like scummy guys or like hardcore guys and him playing like you know this tortured sensitive lover you know who, who like like patrick said he wants to do the right thing but ends up making a terrible mistake that ruins his life and the lives of you know his his, his lover and his children um and the like the, that is probably the the most terrifying aspect of it when he uh when she's trans she's transforming back into the garden and he hears the children screaming, like, what are you doing to them? And they come out and they're gargoyles as well. And he lets out that blood curdling scream that, no! Like, you know, that is probably the scariest moment because, you know, this is a guy realizing that I I just fuck all the way up, you know? And it, it, it it's really heartbreaking because like, yeah, like he's, he's not a bad guy, you know, he wanted to do the right thing and it was the wrong thing to do. And you Sometimes just feel we do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you think you're doing the right thing, it ends up just going all the shit. And that's conveyed beautifully in, in this segment. You know. And, and, and you feel bad, you know, like it's, it's the most heartbreaking segment. And it's the one that sticks with me the most. Like out of all the segments, I, I, I like all the segments, but this one sticks with me the most just because of that. And as well as just, you know, that fantastic transformation sequence. Like I, I always really love when like you broke your promise and she bends down and she splits her scalp open like you know revealing you know the gargoyle skin underneath and like i always thought that was amazing you know just that bending down and just splitting it open you see her you know her gargoyle skin on her head like that that's just fantastic stuff 
And, and it is it's a really fair like it's marred only by the fact that the, the obvious stop motion when they fly out of the apartment and crash through the window. Like you I know, love stop motion, but it's that didn't age very well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really fucking uh, obvious and, and it doesn't work quite as well. I, I like I understand they wanted to get that shot, but it's like uh you know, the, the the stop motion is just, you know, it, it's creepy, you know, especially like when being viewed now. And, you know, it's, like, it's, it's you know, and I also like the fact that the kid has an L Cool J poster in, in their room. The kids. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, like, uh, like, oh, that's dope. That's dope. They got, they, they rock out to L Cool J. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but um, yeah, this is a damn fine story. Like, it, it, like I, I love the movie as a whole, but it's almost too good for the rest. Mm-hmm. Like the, the stories are fine, but it's almost like too good to be like, you know, like you know, paired with the other two stories. Like, like I said, I think it would be like a wonderful feature film. I, I don't know if it, it really um, could sustain a feature. I don't know how you would expand this into. You know, feature length. I think there's time. lots of ways we could have backstory. Well, you know, I could go on and on, but you know, I I think it could do it, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that, but I think it's fine as is. Like you said, it's obviously the longest story because it has a lot of story to tell, and it does it beautifully. And uh, like, yeah, Ray Don Chong is is, is us and Cindy from Commando. Um, I I always say that um, um. Uh, Cindy didn't need Matrix, but Matrix needed Cindy because she would not have a Matrix would not have accomplished what he did in Commando if it were not for Cindy. So it's like everybody thinks like you know uh, like she's just like you know the the love interest, but she's really like his sidekick in, in that movie. It, you know, and the, the movie doesn't work without her because Raydon Chong is just glorious talent, and and I and I love her, and I think she's you know that when she delivers that line, you promised you'd never tell. It's just like, like oh you know, shit! Like yeah, it's it's really it's really fantastic. You know, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story, and really tragic one. And uh, yeah, I give it a uh, you know I, I'll bypass the the, the shoddy of stop motion. I'll give it a ten out of ten. Um, fuck, uh, ten out of ten cardboard drawings because there's not really nothing like uh or uh, uh ripped out throats. Yeah, I'll go with ripped out throats. There we go. Ten out of ten ripped out throats. Yeah, um, yeah. This is this is a fantastic story. It, it could have been like um, a nice little episode of Tales from the Crypt. Like it, it, uh, it, it really yeah. suits it. it. It really suits that 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 show. Um, yeah, but Tales from the Crypt uh, had a little bit meaner of a disposition. Sometimes, yeah. Know. Some a, a lot of a lot of the times, but a lot of times, like you know, it had that. Um, you know that kind of gothic tragic stories yeah story. every once in a while and, um, yeah 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 yes and and this one was was more fitting for that I, I think it's probably not only the best thing in this movie but the best thing uh, to come out of tales from the dark side in itself like i said um the tales from the dark Side show was fine but it wasn't great and there's a um, reason it's kind of a deep cut <laughs> yeah yeah i no, i i get it i get it um but like this is the definitely the best thing to come out of that entire franchise is this story right here and uh, yeah yeah definitely ten out of ten uh, ripped out throats uh, I'll go with that before before it goes I want her to go but like I will say like in terms of like tales from the crypt episodes like this like there was this one episode that I always remember where um, like Terry Hatcher is like a model and her uh, husband is abusive and the um, 
like the photographer that she falls in love with, uh, like ends up trying to save her, ends up getting killed. And he comes back from the grave to save her. It's a similar vibe. So like it did exist. Like there is episodes like that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's straight from the comics right there. Yeah. The fifties. Yeah. Straight from it. And um, I love it. I still read those. I have the collection. I had a book that detailed that shit. And I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I I, I, I've written about it in my, my blog that I haven't written on. Yeah, yeah. I wrote about the history of EC. Oh, um, don't worry. I'm right there with you. I, I haven't fucking touched my blog. Before. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. My blog uh, is collecting dust, but because uh, I'm so busy. Um, let's hear from Erica about Lover's Vow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I enjoyed this segment quite a lot. Um, it definitely was like uh, tragic. And, you know, that, that scene where she turns, transforms into the gargoyle was like a great special effects moment. And also, it kind of hits you in the feels. Um, but I will say that like, I feel like thematically it doesn't really fit in with the other segments here or the wrap around, like the other ones are very much revenge oriented or um, <clears throat> nasty people gain their comeuppance where uh, like, like you guys mentioned, this one doesn't really have a villain. So it's not like you're rooting for a particular character to get killed. It's just sad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I almost feel like this would be better in a different anthology or uh you know, I, I kind of would swap this for something else entirely. It, it just has a different mood than the other pieces. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I'll give it like 7.5 um, out of 10 um, latex gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I just want to say really quick, I think I agree with everybody that this is, it seems a little bit out of place as thematically as the rest. But I think if we, if we follow the wraparound, it does, the wraparound makes it work because she's the whole time. Oh, but I like the love stories. And he's like, Oh, okay. This may be the final tale. That's going to get me the fuck out of here somehow. And so he finds the love story. And so he makes it work. And she's like, Oh, I always love that one. You know, like it, it works in that way because the wraparound sells it to us. And maybe that's just me. Um, I think the wraparound sells it. Like, yeah, it's different because she's been asking for something different the whole time. And he's just picking some stories he liked and like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's a love story. I got one for you. You know, and then um, we get our ending of the wraparound. And, uh, you know, which is the quote that I, I started, uh, the show with the last line of the movie, don't you just love happy endings? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, Timmy escapes and she gets cooked in her own oven, very Hansel and Gretel. Um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the wraparound sells this this episode to me. And, and like, honestly, if this is the only way I was going to get this segment, I'll fucking take it. I It, it was worth everything. Um, it was, it was my favorite when I was younger and it's my favorite now. Um, I think that says a lot. Um, cause I talk a lot about nostalgia fucking with people and this movie is so very nostalgic for me. So any, if we'll, we'll do final thoughts before we go into our, Oh, Oh wait. Oh no. Sean oh, is here oh, to remind me oh. because I'm dumb. Uh, it's time for Sean shitty reviews. All right. So we're going to we're going to we're going to hit this uh, Sean shitty reviews lightning round. I got a bunch of very <laughs> small reviews. 
Um, I, I usually you see my face go like madder and madder. Yeah. As go. <laughs> Ironically enough, the first review is from Sean S. And I swear to oh, God, I swear to God see it's not me. <laughs> all right. So sh- these are all one star reviews. Um, and I've gathered these from all over the place. Rotten Tomatoes, Letterboxd, uh, IMDb. Um, Ooh, Letterboxd. Yeah. Fancy. I'm, I'm branching out. Um, so our first one, one star from Sean S. Not me. <laughs> Having never seen the TV show upon which this is based, I can only guess that its fans were extremely disappointed in the terrible acting, awful stories, and horrendous effects. From Letterboxd, uh, Kaylee says, I want Debbie Harry to cook me. Um, I, I mean, okay, uh, let's be honest. We all want Debbie Harry to cook us. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> as uh, somebody on the asexuality spectrum, as hardcore as it gets with me is uh, gratuitous hand-holding, but I would hold her hand for a long time. So my <laughs> palm got sweaty. Yeah, sweaty palms. <laughs> um, our next one is from Robert P. For fuck's sakes, this movie was boring as hell. I do not recommend it for anybody to watch. Uh, Farah R says one of the most idiotic movies I've ever seen. Bill S says there is the cheesy goodness of eighties films, which is sort of a cult classic. Then there is this puke that should be flushed. J B says loads of talented people acting in some very moronic tales. Nothing about this film is scary. Fuck off. Sean D says, so I forgot I saw this and probably hated it. The stories were bad. The last story was original, but was completely idiotic and made no sense, but was based on keeping your word or consequences could occur. Unfortunately, it was done in a really poor way. They came off as being really dumb. (laughs) My favorite is the fact that he said, so I forgot I saw this and probably hated it. I, I, I. Justin M says a horror movie containing a lot of short films, like a lame tales from the crypt knockoff. (laughs) So class, what do you get when you do a knockoff of shitty movies? What's that? A shitty knockoff class dismissed. Okay. But that's the thing though, is like, I, I fuck people. Like, honestly, like I, like like, (laughs) every time we do Sean's shitty reviews, we're like, okay, fuck these people. What's well, my thing in general is like, I mean, like, would I like, like I was actually genuinely because like, there's a lot of movies that I love that a lot of people hate and that's fine. Like, I don't really give a shit. So it's like, I was shocked. People liked Malignant. Like I was like, I, when I watched Malignant, I was like, I loved it, but I thought everyone else was going to fucking hate it. And then I went on Twitter and like, most people were like, I love this. And I was like, huh, didn't anticipate this. This yeah. is a weird feeling for me. Usually I'm on the other side of this. Right. But like still, it's like, same, I would have enjoyed same. it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't usually even read reviews. I always like, like what I like and I tell people, yeah. and I say that a lot, like what you like, that's cool. Yeah. Do you. But yeah. like to do some of these people, like their defense, like you have to come at me with a good defense. Like give me a defense. If you want to like put post it on fucking social media, you clearly want to talk about it. You better fucking like I'm I used to debate like you need to bring me a good debate for this. Otherwise, you're just running your fucking mouth. You know, I defend what I fucking say. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's people like I don't know. It's just like like I told Rob, like I was like because like he we were on the exact opposite sides of Halloween kills. And I was like, I was like, even though like I don't agree with you it doesn't mean i don't like i still respect your opinion oh like, like if any of us on the house of screams ever agree and it's very rare but we have a we have a very short list that we've all given a perfect score to 
Um, it's very rare, but you know, the love is there and that's, that's what matters. Rob and I constantly disagree. Like that's like yeah. the whole basis of the house of screams. We you, scream you at it, each other. You say that now, but you still haven't forgiven me for my nightmare three um, take. I feel, you know what? There's, I mean, there's forgiving like, and there's forgetting. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, I forgave you a long time ago. I just like to give you shit. And that's what we do because we love each other. We're brother and sister and we pick at each other. That's what we do. So, I don't know. And then, and then he mentions it and then I have to hear about it the rest of the night. Listen, listen. I didn't say that I wasn't going to get upset about it. <laughs> listen, I reserve the right to be dramatic. Uh, so uh, go right into my review for this. And, and, and I wanted to preface that with the nostalgia thing. Nostalgia, like I said, fucks with you. Um, you can like the like the people who love Monster Squad. I'm like, that's your child, the, your oh. child self telling you that this is a good movie. When you watch it as an adult, I showed it to my kids, and they were like, "Are you fucking kidding? This is the worst fucking." I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That was really bad. That was really bad. I, I didn't." And by the time the Monster Squad came out, people have to realize that about me. I was always very mature. I'm not mature now. I'm very mature as an adult, but as a child, I was extremely serious, mature, and uh, it was like. I w- that shit was like pussy shit to me. Like I was like, bring on some real shit. And like, I know, I know. And, and it's with love. It's with love. But sometimes nostalgia fucks with you. And so with this movie, like I'm constantly testing it here and there. Like I love this when I was younger, but do I still love it? Or is that my nostalgia goggles? And you know what? I threw some nostalgia in there for my review. Um, because because it does still hold up for the most part, but there is a little bit of nostalgia that I can't dispel. It earned a whole half of a point, my nostalgia for this movie, because I have just loved it for so long. It was a very important film to me when I was younger and just, you know, becoming the horror fanatic that you all know and love or hate or whatever you do. Um Hopefully it's love. But yeah, so with the, the, the half point for nostalgia um, and the fact that it, I think it still holds up, um, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10 tributes to George. Um, and I, I had to do tributes to George because there are so many here, um, so many people that were, you know, friends, George himself, you know, just, just so much George. And, and I still miss George. Romero. Uh, so I had to, I had to honor him in my review. So the nostalgia is there. The love is there. Uh, it's not, it's not fucking creep show. It's not perfect. Uh, so that's why it, it would have been a nine out of 10, but it, I gave it a 0.5 extra, but yeah, it's not creep show. Nothing will ever be creep show. And I'm talking about creep show one, by the way, it will never be creep show. Uh, but it is a solid movie that I don't think gets enough attention. Um, I don't think enough people, I think they're judging from their, their younger selves from their, and it, I don't, nostalgia is like a warm feeling, like just their memories from when they were younger. And maybe they should give this a revisit. Um, I still think uh, the effects, the, the practical effects, let's say, are, are, are good. Even when it's silly, it's enjoyable. Um, even if you don't like a segment, there's another segment. Uh, the wraparound is fantastic. That's hard to get right. Um, and that's 
you know, uh, it, it sells me on the last story. Like I said, we, we, we know that that changed like thematically and tone wise, but uh, the wraparound sells it. And that's what the wraparound is there for to sell me this, sell me these segments, make me care. And it does. So yeah, 9.5 out of 10 tributes to George. For the memories of a lifetime, recall, recall, recall. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Mm-hmm. I, st- I still want to do that karaoke night. Oh, I'm on. Oh, oh yeah. I already got the song picked up. I already got the song picked up. I got like 10. I'm on. Tequila. <laughs> 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 Gotta do the Pee Wee Herman dance if, you, if you're only saying yes to you. Oh, oh, yeah. I got that down pack. You <laughs> have to do the Pee Wee dance because you know that I'm a big fan. Oh, of course. Of course. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so for uh, so for my review of this film as a whole, I'm going to give this uh, 9 out of 10 post-Alexandrian pictogram porn. Um, <laughs> there's there Like Candy said, there's a lot of nostalgia uh, riding on this film. And I hadn't seen this in a really long time. Um, but watching it brought back a lot of memories from when I was a kid. Uh, when my dad and I used to sit there and just watch HBO and catch a lot of these horror flicks um, on TV. Um, it brought back memories of watching horror with my dad, uh, which we I've come across quite a bit, you know, talking about some of these films. Um, you know, some of the segments, love them or hate them. Um, they both they, they all have have great qualities. Um, I forgot to mention that that Lover's Vow was based on uh, Japanese folklore. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Yuki Yuki Ona. Um, which is funny because we just recently covered the grudge and we kind of talked about, you know, the Japanese folklore. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, all in all, I mean, I think this film, you know, it works well. Um, it's f- kind of funny, uh, and, and graphic and gooey and I like it and, you know, it, it has everything, you know, a little bit of romance, which, you know, I'm kind of a sensitive guy. So, you know, I get into that kind of stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it it was good. It was fun to go back and rewatch it after not having watched it in such a long time. So nine out of 10 post Alexandrian pictogram porn. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Rob. Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10, uh, chips, a lot cookies. Uh, (laughs) The, I just noticed that that's not Chips Ahoy, that's Chips a lot. And, yeah, uh, generic. Like, yeah, the fucking great value Chips Ahoy over there. Um, it's all, it's those rich bitches, they buy a lot of that cheap shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this is the, the, not HBO, Sean, but the uh, uh, Patrick will feel me on this. Uh, very much at WPIX memories, because they used to show this a lot on WPIX. That was a uh, uh, New York uh, movie station where they used to show this movie. Uh, me and Patrick was talking about this yesterday. They showed uh, uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 and 6 all the time. Never the others, just 4 and 6. <laughs> uh, which which I found funny, but uh, me and him both really guessed that that's probably why we have such a bias toward those particular uh, sequels in the franchise. Say, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it still holds up. Uh, I still think it's a lot of fun. Um, 
it's uh I, I don't have as much reverence for it as you do because uh i didn't necessarily grow up with it i seen it when i was younger but i i never really returned to it as often um like it it was like something like i i, I watched like i have it and, and i watch it every now and then but it's not something like i watch all the time but when i do watch it i have a lot of fun with it it's uh it's very much um one of the better anthologies uh obviously the, if we're talking about movie anthologies like creep show is tops um it, it just captures that uh style perfectly when it comes to the you know capturing the ec comics thing um this one comes close to like like comparing to that uh barring over um creep show 2 uh i like creep show 2 a lot but uh that wraparound story is terrible and um Fucking uh, old chief wooden head uh, could have been a lot better. We talked about that. Though. We did talk about that, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one is still a lot of fun. Uh, the stories are still on all three stories. I don't. I don't think there's a bad story in this movie. Um, even Cat from Hell. People don't like Cat from Hell, but um, I, I still think it's 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 fun, mostly to to, to David Johansson. But uh, yeah, 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 and uh, Can Be is just amazing with their effects work in it as they always are. Uh, even an intruder, intruder, <laughs> intruder. Oh yes, we Here did we intruder, and that will be. We're doing stuff out of sequence, but you uh, listeners will hear our review of Intruder. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, the, I just wanted to point that out because even with little money, they 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 did a damn thing on Intruder. Um, this showed what they could do with a lot more money. And then, like, of course, they went to the big time doing Army of Darkness and, like, you know, just creating incredible effects work on the, Evil Dead too. So many, but before yeah. this, though. Yeah, they, they weren't K and B then. They were, the they first were time. K and B then, but they were K and B. That, that was the first time all three of them worked together. Correct. But, uh, yeah, but uh, they, you know, they were just the, the creme de la creme. And I missed that whole troop, the three of them together. And, um, they did the, that, that last uh, segment with the the, the garbage transformation is just fucking tops. It's one of the best things they've ever done, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, sidebar, uh, sidebar for one second. K and B is a um, is credited with the effects in the Creepshow series, so I don't know what that means. It's, I, still, I, I, it's still K and B. They kept the name. They just uh, Burger left, but they kept the name. Okay, I wasn't sure because I thought they weren't using the name anymore. But I know that yeah, they yeah, were yeah, credited yeah, with the yeah. effects in the Creep and the Creepshow series is fantastic. George would be so proud. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I only watched the first two episodes, and I got bored with the series, and I stopped watching. Um, it's a mixed bag. I mean, it's, it's like basically like really long movies. So it's like some yeah. of it's really good, some of it's really not. But like it's mostly, I, I like mostly it really, really good. There are a couple stinkers in there, but mostly fantastic. At least you uh, yeah. can get to the werewolf one. You would love that one, dude. I love the werewolf I, I, one. Yeah. So great. I, 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 I seen the first two episodes and I kind of pieced out because I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, um, another shot. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, give, give me tales from the crypt any day. Um, it's, but uh, yeah, this one still. What would I give us a seven out of ten? Uh, seven out. Of, what was the, the one I used? Because I don't remember. I just I completely forgot. A chips a uh, lot. Oh yeah, chips a lot. Seven out of ten uh, packages of chips a lot. Yeah, that that. So yeah, that's why I'm. Okay, um, Patrick. Okay, it's clobbering time. Um, <laughs> I have to say, um, I do believe that nostalgia is cancerous because like a lot of people will like be like it wasn't as yes. good whatever okay i fully on board with that i don't i'm not whatever 
Having said that, Monster Squad is freaking awesome. Thank right? you. Hey, would you like to join us on Monster Squad? I'm Thank just you. Saying, I don't know yes, if you're prepared for the onslaught of candy. Everybody else knows what it is, and they're <laughs> frightened. Oh, 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 God. Um, It's Shane Black and Fred Decker making basically the Avengers of freaking monster movies. Like, it is everything I ever wanted at that age. It's everything I still want now. I'm older than you, and I think that's why... uh, It 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 doesn't matter, matter, Candy. It doesn't matter, Candy. It It does does matter. matter. It does matter. That's why I don't like Goosebumps. You you used to read Goosebumps, right? I'm like, shit, I was reading fucking Stephen King at that point in my life. Like, fuck Goosebumps. Well, Goosebumps uh, also was a whole thing where they like fucking kids, dude. I was reading adult shit. No, yeah, the oh, Goosebumps God. thing. The movie is different, but yeah, like, okay. So, having said that, um, my whole thing with this is it's like I don't necessarily have like the blinders, so I kind of just enjoy. Like, I mean, I remember it as a kid, but like I was again, I, the one thing I really stuck with me was like Lot Two Forty Nine. So like, I can't like say like comparatively to when I was a child. So it's like just watching it again. Cause I watched it, like I said with Rob, where it's like, I, I mean, I have it and I watch it every once in a while. I can't remember the last time I watched it. Well, like watching it today, I was like, oh, okay. It is better than I remembered it being. Like I was like, cause I, I get it, Like I don't like, I never disliked it, but it was never something where I was just like, I would usually if I'm going to watch something that's like anthology based, usually it'll be either the original creep show or like, even though I don't understand the, the why we're reviling VHS, but that's fine. Um, like that, because I think the last segment in the first VHS is still one of my favorite like horror things. That last was bunch of um, years. Sean and Ian's favorite, but I got Ian to change his vote to a different segment that I did like in that. And um, I'm really proud of that. I'm really good at changing people's minds. Very persuasive. I mean, fair enough. But like, I don't know. So it's like usually I just don't I don't go. I don't really go back to Tales from the Crypt or the Tales from the Dark Side, usually like, that's not usually like my like go-to, but like, I feel like I might, after watching it today, like I might work in the rotation slightly more than like I did previously. Cause like, I remember rewatching it last time. Cause like when I'd heard the Tom Savini calling it basically Creep Show 3 and I was like, oh, okay. Like I never really like looked at it through that lens. Like let me watch it again through that lens. And I watched it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. This, is, this isn't bad. And I watched it today and I'm like, oh, okay. This is like pretty cool. I mean, cause like, uh, like Creepshow 2, I think is cool, but like obviously flawed. And like the first one is like ostensibly a, a masterpiece. So it's like, this is kind of somewhere in between. So it's like, I do think that's like, I, I would give it like, I would give it like a seven and a half. Like, I think it's, I think it's, it's solid, but it also, okay. Like the, me going even like a nine or higher, very rare. Almost never happens. Like we have some people like that. I tend to be the most generous of us. I tend to give out the higher numbers. And when I go to other people's shows, they're like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I just, I'm, I'm generous." No, totally. I, I, that's like Rob. Like, you know, like, like Rob does like a lot of five stars. I'm like, that's cool. I have. If you look at my letterbox, I think there's like maybe 20 things of like the thousand something things that I've read on there that actually have five stars. Like, but you can ask Erica the one time that I stepped outside of my generosity, I really regret, which when we did Wishmaster, I gave it a four. I, I, I totally regret that. And I am so sorry to Andrew. I am so sorry to Erica. I'm so sorry to everyone. <laughs> like, I really regret that. That was me trying to be like critical. I'm just generous. I just got to stick with that. But yeah, no, I mean, like, I think it's like, it's, it's a cool movie. And like, again, like it's, I mean, yes, it's a mixed bag, but it's also like, it, it doesn't overstay its welcome, which is nice. Like it is when it's only three, three segments, it's like, it's just, you're kind of in and out. So it's like, that's my one thing with like scare package. I mentioned scare package. Like I like scare package, but holy crap. There's like eight segments in that goddamn thing. Like yeah. I lose interest right. like, after a while. 
And really, the so, best part is the end. <laughs> like, yeah, totally, because Joe Bob. But like, but no, yeah, like I, I like it. But yeah, it's like that thing is like this one. I think that's actually kind of why it's, it's up there now. It's just also, it's just, yeah, it's just like it's very much like it's in, it's out. It gives you like two really good segments, one pretty good segment, and like you leave happy. And like the wraparound is cool, like which is not true of everything. So like, yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would give it like a seven and a half. I think it's like it's, 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 it's pretty rad. Like seven and a half, I guess, like a, a gothic gargoyles. I don't know. <laughs> I can dig it. Huh. Okay. Uh, Erica. Ah, okay. So I am giving this, as I said, I'm docking some points for anti-cat hate speech, giving uh-huh. it seven out of 10 um, cats crawling down the uh, hitman's throats. Nice. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. I'm kind of surprised I didn't get around to watching it earlier. Um, but I can definitely see like why this movie is like the creep show three that we all deserved and wanted, not yes. the crap called creep show three. Oh God. Oh. I've never even seen it, honestly. Like I know it exists. No, no. Like, no, no. I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not gonna. Save no, yourself. I know, I'm not gonna. No, 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 I know. <laughs> Leave yourself intact. No, I'm I'm good. Like I, I came out when I was in a video store and I was like, oh yeah, this looks like shit. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's shit. Bad. It's beyond bad. Like there were a lot of things disappointing about the second one, but Creepshow Two looks like I don't know Casablanca compared to Creepshow Three. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I can just pretend that like uh, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie is Creepshow Three instead of that other thing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really have anything uh, deep to say about it. Like I don't know if I if I grew up watching the series or you know saw the movie when I was younger, I probably would have a lot of nostalgia for it because it's the kind of thing I really would have enjoyed at that age. Um, had my parents not been sticks in the mud about this whole genre. <laughs> oh, dude, my parents like my parents hated horror. Like. They tried to stop me for so long. It wasn't <laughs> until I was like 13 or 14, they just finally just gave up and were just like, whatever, just do whatever you want to do. Like, yeah, I would roll a joint and sit there and be like, we're watching The Exorcist tonight. Or, and I'm like, all right, cool. No, yeah. uh, what we, you know, my, you know, my parent, my mother, she wasn't into it. My father just thought every horror movie was a was comedy. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I, yeah think I, it, I, I think at 13 and 14, we were watching Faces of Death. So uh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely. Me and Mac would throw watch parties for Faces of Death and yeah. for TV. Oh no, yeah, I, I like my, my like, I was. I was accidentally at a watch party for I Spit on Your Grave, but Ghouls Night Out we cover that, and that is something don't eat before you listen. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah. Uh, I no, am a well, thing of getting intensely personal. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um. <laughs> but no, yeah, like I, like I, I, I watched it when I was little, but I just wasn't allowed to. Like it was like I couldn't get. The, like that like I basically would go to my friends' houses and like watch whatever. It wasn't until I was like 13 or 14 that my parents just were like were like just like went to the video store were like just let him get what the fuck he wants. It's fine. Like yeah. instead of watching the scrambled whatever. porn you were trying to get to the horror. I mean, was, I, I mean I watched that too, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like but it was just like I I was just like it was like I, I it was whatever was on WPIX and like if ever we had like because my dad is cheap as fuck. So like I don't have HBO. Like I don't have like those like whatever people are like, oh, I watch on HBO a lot. I'm like, yeah, you're a lucky bastard. I had like HBO like <laughs> once a year when they did like the little like free preview weekend, whatever. My and, family like, was broke. To, like, and if we had HBO, we were having a good month. 
Yeah, no, like my dad never, yeah, no, ever. So like we like when there was like a special thing, I would basically just like would try to stay up as late as I could and watch as much like free movies as I could and like tape everything that I could just to be like, okay, so now I have this precious treasure for like this will sustain <laughs> me until next year. But like, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, no. So like I completely understand the like the pain of one's parents not allowing you to watch. Although again, like my, it's my mom that got me into like Halloween H2O. So like, that's fine. Like it still kind of evens out because we got there, we were too young to get in. And my mom was like, just let them into the movie. And she was like, well, you have to go in with them. And she's like, I don't want to watch this. I'm paying for their tickets. Just take it and let them in. And yeah. Like, All right. Dude, I can, I can, I can relate because so my dad was the one that, that was really big into horror. My mom fucking hated it. And she fought with my dad for so long because he used to let me watch this shit. And I remember when I was, I think, I don't know, 13 or 14. And it was when Jason goes to hell came out and my mom was trying to be cool. And she took me to the theater to see it. And it came out. We went to see it on Friday the 13th. And I, my mom is like Martha Stewart. I was say you have to, you, you'd have to you'd have to know my mom complete opposite of my mother she is she is like like prim, prim proper, proper like oh, yeah, my mom's like that too yeah perfectly yeah, yeah. coiffed at all times yep. you know and very- and i will never forget the scene where the fucking the the coroner takes jason's heart and takes a big bite out of it and my mom is just like dumbfounded she's like what the fuck have i gotten myself into and that was it. That she never, she never watched another. I think all of our horror journeys are so interesting. How we ended up here, you know, because Erica had a very strict upbringing, but you know, was drawn to horror, and she was able to explore things later on and really dig in. And then she's the most extreme out of us, you know. And see, that's yeah. what being super strict does. Like our kids, we talk about our kids a lot in here. They're 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 horror fans, and we'll fucking sit them down. Like, hey, Evil Dead Two tonight. I mean, our son's name is Ash. I mean, it's just like we are a very horror centric family, but we believe that, you know, by restricting your children, you know, from that stuff, they're they're going to watch it somewhere. Isn't it better if they watch it with you when you're there to yeah. explain as a parent? You know, so we try to be those parents and we've got great kids. The girls are in college, you know, our sons in high school and they're really good kids. They just love horror yeah. and and they're very individualistic. And we wanted that, you know, it was always like, you know dye your hair, pierce your nose. I don't give a fuck. Like, do you feel, figure out who you are. And violent movies don't create violent children. Nor do violent video uh-huh. games because we do those too. Oh, um, yeah, no, totally. Like, yeah, no, I love like Mortal Kombat when I was a child. That's still like, I don't even know how to like, use a gun, but I'm really good at Call of Duty. Like, yeah, like, yeah, same, <laughs> same. Um, I mean, I don't play video games as much and maybe that's my age catching up with me. Uh, I just had, a, I just turned 42. Um, but you know, I, I care about them, but now they're not as important as they used to be, but horror will never die for me. Um, and normal drive-in. Hold on, hold on. Uh, let me add something to the parents thing. Um, my parents waited an hour in line to see Hellraiser when it first came out in theaters. And, uh, they were sitting there and my mother said that, uh, the minute the the hooks came out of the box and towards the deep flesh, she walked out of the theater. <laughs> and now you know, and, and now you know. 
if you've seen Hellraiser, that's like three minutes into the fucking movie. Right. right. I'm thinking, right. wow, that was the beginning of the movie. Right. So you waited an hour in line to leave three minutes into the fucking movie. So you wasted your money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, that, you, that, that, but you can get your money back at that point. If it's within the first half hour, you should still get your money back. So it's like, that's that's fine. Actually, that's the best case scenario for her. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah, so for, <laughs> for me, I grew up in a video store. My mom is it was an extremely lax mother. She's gotten a little bit more uptight now that she's, uh, she's about to turn 60, but she had me really, really young. So I was just like her buddy, you know, she was stuck at home with me and my twin brothers. And I'm like, Hey, tag, you're it. Let's watch horror movies. And she worked in a video store and got to go there on Fridays, grab a bag, fill it up with whatever looks interesting to me. I saw a lot of shit and a lot of great things. Um, a lot of it, she introduced me to, but my first horror movie, Night Living Dead, I'm like, wow, you fucking scarred me for life. And that's, it was a great scar. It was a great scar. But yeah, like she was just really cool. She's not cool anymore. I don't know what happened. Um, you know, I, I love my mom, but you know, it's complicated. We're, we're on, a, we're on a, that it's complicated status. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm glad we got to talk about this movie. Um, and as everybody has sort of mentioned in one way or another, this movie doesn't really get talked about or remembered like uh, it's not revered. Like, you know, you can go up to uh, a 14 year old and have a creep show shirt on and they're going to go creep show. Oh, I love that movie. But if you had to tell us from the dark side movie, like they'd be like, I don't what I don't understand. Like they, to them, they don't have the memories, nor has it made it into that status of like cultness that people talk about this film a lot and it's it's a film i've always cared about and i'm like god damn it we're you know last halloween what were we doing do you remember it was creep show so this halloween i'm like we're gonna do tales from the dark side and i'm really really glad we got to have this conversation i hope more people will go and revisit it and give it the love and attention it deserves and um, the status it deserves because it earned it and I hate that it's sort of a forgotten deep cut. Only hardcore horror fans know about it or, you know, people who are older and remember the show or remember when this movie came out. Like it. it yeah, it's a uh, it's a deep cut. And uh, yeah, again, people go revisit this movie. See if you agree with our scores. Uh, I really I love it. And I really think more people people who haven't seen it. I mean, Erica, this was her first time viewing it. She gave it a pretty good rating. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it should not be for a forgotten type of film, which it is. Um, let's, let's bring it back. Let's make it relevant. Um, which is what we set out to do with my living dead 90, which was our reigning champion of downloads until Halloween kills. Uh, it was <laughs> dethroned only by two downloads, but it hurts me because now living dead 90, we made that fucking happen. We made that shit happen. And I was so mm -hmm. proud. Um, so, yeah, let's see that. Let's tell some of the dark side. Let's make this happen. Everybody listening, go rewatch it. Um, my DMs are open. So with that being said, and the fact that I'm going to try and edit this and get it out by Halloween, which is only like a couple days away as of recording date. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say what's coming up. You'll be time traveling as usual because we just do shit whenever the fuck we feel like it. Um, we have a crossover episode with the action junkie drunkies. I'm going to fucking edit that out. Okay. Crossover with the action drunkies, uh, which is they live. It was supposed to be at the beginning of the season, which we are now ending, but I had surgery and I said, I can't miss. They live. And they're like, you will miss Halloween. I said, absolutely. I can't miss. They live. 
And uh, so they live is what's coming up next for us recording. And we also have um, our last school's night out of this of season four, uh, which is audition. I keep talking about it. I fucking love audition. That's a uh, ghoul's night out. And we will have a guest. Uh, we're going to do the fog, which is probably what I should have saved my Tom Atkins shirt for, but I couldn't resist a new thing. And nobody so, can see it. So you can still use it. Well, I, I, I could <laughs> technically, but you know, I would know. I would know. Um, <laughs> we're, and, and we're ending the season with Prince of Darkness, some special guests there. Um, and Patrick, uh, I just want to say like, officially, I want to invite you. Will you join us for season five? I'll send you a schedule. You've been such a delightful guest and you interact with us on Twitter or me on Twitter so much. And I appreciate that because we have all the fans, but nobody really interacts with us too much. And I don't know why I'm like, cause we, we, I think we attract the party crowd because we're usually chaos. Um, and they, most people want like a format, but uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't provide that here. I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Hopefully- no, yeah. Yeah, see why I said Patrick is my fucking dude. Well, I've, I've always, I've, Patrick, I've always been a fan of yours. I really love that you interact with almost everything I post. And but but now y'all get see Patrick and his full. Like, I was really excited you know, his, when he said his, that his you were going to come on and join us because I was like, I finally get to talk to him. Thank and, you. And and Rob, I just want to say when you decide to do thrashing, that you can have both of us on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh. Uh, uh, Patrick has already made it known that uh, the, the ration and gleaming cube is something he definitely wants. I'll just sit <laughs> back and wait for my artsy martial arts movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. me some fucking martial arts movies. Okay. Um, but yeah, Patrick, so you have official invite. Uh, if you could just like email me on Twitter uh, or email me, send me your email on Twitter. Uh, I'll send you a schedule and you can pick whatever you like a, a kid in a candy store. Because I really enjoyed you as a guest. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I guess I'll do my plugs really quick. Uh, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Everything about the house that screams. Everything about Final Girl Cosmetics, which is Eric and I's makeup company that's horror-based. It's all in my link tree. It's link tree slash candy, the final girl. And I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sean of the Dead. Uh, Shout out to um, Mac, Nico, Dave and Crystal, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, we miss you. Thank you for doing that because I always forget to do it. I know. Um, and shout out to everybody listening and to Pat for coming and hanging out with us. Glad glad to have you. It was very fun. Um, Thank you. So, Rob, do you want to go next? Sure. So I can get <laughs> the fuck out of the way. Um, <laughs> of course, uh, all my links are on my link tree, uh, link tree slash uh, the cinema junkie. You find links for this show as well as my show, The Action Junkies. Uh, uh, by the time of this recording, we just released our Halloween special with Patrick, fucking John Carpenter's Vampires, which was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, you know, uh, shout out to my boy Mac, gonna be here. He has some business to take care of. And uh, Nico and uh, Dave and Crystal, who are having a great time on their vacation um, as, as we speak. I uh, hope they're having a lot of fun there. Uh, also, shout out to um, our boys, uh, Mikey Eight Hands, uh, over at Active Undisputed. Um, as well I as, love uh, Mike. Yes, uh, Mike is my dude. Uh, um, Larry. Larry. Uh, our boy Larry. Um, 
uh, who uh, him him and Patrick, I, I like to call the odd couple because they're constantly at odds with each other. That's fair. It's actually a fair assessment. Yes. <laughs> you just see them bicker. It's hilarious. I, I, I really want to see this now because Larry's such a calm, chill dude. I can't see him getting up in arms too much. Him and Patrick are constantly going at it. And I love it. They're like me and you on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, shout out to our, our boys, uh, Chris and um, Chris and Andy and Annie and uh, Aaron over on the Discord and uh, Lindsay from Schlock and All and Daniel from Cobwebs, uh, Matt from Film Feast and Ron from Film Strip and all, 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 all of our listeners and all of you wonderful people. I love you all. And, uh, you know, mwah. okay. And that's um... it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good um um patrick do you have any uh links or, or anything you want to promote uh i mean i think i have a link tree uh i never really pay attention but it's uh basically all my socials are the uh a-l-l-e-y-k-r-e-w-l-e-w crew uh except for uh instagram it's age of apocalypse because i thought it was funny once and i just never changed it um but other than that like that's pretty much like everything that i it's like every, i mean basically if you look at alleyway crew any platform you'll generally find me there i don't pay attention to tiktok but i'm there so like Same. that's fun <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean, every day i would shout out like rob already shouted out so like that's pretty much all i have to say <laughs> Okay. Uh, at least uh, at least Myers is on TikTok. Um the, the lady who bought the hundred tacos for the hundred taco man. Um that's, that's <laughs> that only was, that's all that was so that's the only reason random to have to that was the only reason to have TikTok is uh Elise Myers and her story about well, the, how she bought the hundred tacos. If you have kids, all you see are TikToks. They send us TikToks nonstop, and I'm like, "Yeah, are we getting too old for this shit? What's happened?" Because I, I'm like, "Don't show me shit." And I'm like, "Is that's but where's the funny part? I don't understand." Wait, okay, but the reason I have TikTok is because there's currently a thing where um, if you do like catch to speech, you can make it the scream voice. It's actually Roger Jackson, and like I was like, I literally got it just to do that once. That's all I needed. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, my kids show me stuff that's supposed to be funny, and I'm like. Um, Pat, Patrick, Patrick, be careful mentioning Scream because then me and Kenya are going to go at it again. Yeah, our Scream <laughs> episode got lost. Maybe that was lost for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, oh, that all that Scream episode was was me and Rob screaming at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some Mayor, really hot takes. Erica wasn't there, yeah. but maybe if we did it again, Erica would back no, me she, up. Er, no, Erica was there. Erica was there for the Scream episode. Oh, you yeah. were. That's she, right. She, she, she was the one backing you up. It was, it was me going at That's it. That's right. With you and okay, her. I was thinking of a different episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, you were there. I, I, I was, match. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, I was, I was prepared to fight both of you over fucking uh, my my queen Sydney Prescott. Like, yeah. <laughs> If that's your queen, um, I oh, come guess. on, let, let it go, let it go. He says some shit, and I can't say some shit back. What the fuck is that? Sorry, sorry. That's that's why I said, Patrick, we be, be wary of mentioning scream amongst us because it's going to turn into a fucking bloodbath once again. I don't pull punches. Erica, you got anything you want to yeah, plug? Yeah, Erica, would you like to plug something that's not scream? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can uh, find me at myhorrificlife.com on Instagram, uh, at myhorrificlife. Um, please support my friend Andre Iskanov's work. Um, Candy and I may be putting together a fundraiser for him soon. We need to do that maybe um, when we have some time this weekend. Uh, yeah, we do. Like, I don't know. 
um, he hasn't really, so long story short, um, both he and I caught COVID when I was there to help him uh, finish his film breaking Ouroboros. And I'm pretty much over it, but he still has a cough and a fever. And it's been like 12 days, I think, since he, his first uh, symptoms started showing up. So um, the good news is it's still like, it's not severe enough that he needs to go to the hospital. Um, but yeah, he's clearly unwell and he has some other medical issues that kind of need some testing and treatment. So we'll, uh, you know, as long as he's comfortable with it, uh, Candy and I will be putting together some uh, some sort of crowdfunder to help uh, cover some of his medical expenses. Yeah, and, and we are gonna uh, be doing some of his films uh, next season. Yes, I'm excited for that. So, although I'll cry if everyone hates them. <laughs> well, I mean, you watched the one with us. We, we did not hate it. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember you guys liked it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I, Definitely check out his uh, uh, films, Nails and Visions of Suffering on Amazon. Um, Amazon took down Philosophy of a Knife because there are a bunch of pussies there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, still buy it on DVD, uh, you know, in some regions. Uh, I know some of the European editions are still in print. Uh, an American edition will be coming out at some point. I just, I don't know what's taken so long, but both Andre and I are on the director's commentary for that. Um, nice. That'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I have to plug at the moment. Okay. And of course, Final Girl Cosmetics. But yeah, um, we we just dropped the uh, slasher palette, and it is glorious. I am wearing some colors from it tonight. Oh, I didn't put on the brain damage lipstick tonight, but I did last show. Um, tacky Brian. Tacky is a beautiful blue. Um, no, it, it's a, <laughs> tacky, Brian. Tacky. <laughs> ready to crawl across the floor and plead, plead for, for my, my juice. juice. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard our our um, brain damage episode, Patrick, but like that was one of me. I, I witnessed nobody wanted to do the episode, and I'm like, trust me on this, just do it. And then I got really fucking personal and like started like crying. I, I'm not afraid to get personal, and um. <laughs> I like to think that that's something that we have to offer is just, we get really personal. Yeah. It's an after school special. It's an after, it turned into an after school special. I had to like meet myself crying. Uh, Cause I was ugly crying with a snot and everything like, but it was a great episode. So I've, I've recommended two episodes that are very uncomfortable for you to listen to. Uh, Ghost night out. Uh, I spent on your grave and brain damage and then come back and be like, Jesus Christ, candy. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. I do love brain damage. I have that. Yeah. Brain damage. Brain, damage, brain damage was a great movie and uh i was able to show them one of the locations using brain damage because i had to use uh i had to use that fucking subway station to go home one day so uh, <laughs> the, the the one where he gets on the train where the fucking uh uh thing is coming out of his mouth oh god uh, uh I, I literally stood in the same spot and i took a picture of it yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that's 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 a Polish street borough hall train station uh, on the brooklyn side on the, the four and five line Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely um, a lot of really uncomfortable episodes out there where I'm just not afraid to go there. And I'm sure I'll manage to make audition like that, too, because um, I'm never, just good yeah. at it. Hey, can I can, can I mention something? I've never seen that. You've really? never seen audition? Dude. No. You got to see it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Patrick, you, Patrick, you, 
Patrick, you, you can't be like that because the, you found out yesterday I never sealed behind the mask. So that's fine. Uh, no, but like I would say, uh, if you've never dated somebody who was out of their mind, you might oh, not be as frightened. Okay, I guess that because like uh, I was dating a girl at the time who was like threatening me with a bat. So like I was watching the entire end of the movie like this, and my friend Timmy was just like, yeah. That's fair. No, I was yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll hear my, my tales from uh, my first viewing of audition and also, you know, with Cool Sign Out, it's feminist or anti-feminist themes that we are discussing. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. But, Rob, like, you, you got to see audition. It, it's, it, you know, it makes always the extreme list and you're going to watch it and be like, huh, I don't understand. But then you will. Then you will. I, I want, I'll, I'll watch it when you watch the untold story finally. Oh, okay. that's yeah, fair. That, that's, that's fair. I will absolutely do that. I know some shit about yeah. the untold story. That, that, about that, that, that sounds like a uh, a good uh, Skype viewing. Yeah. Yeah. Would you watch an audition and yeah. us watching and the untold story. But I think with audition, you're going to be like, like I said, with most people, like I, I have to save that story. But yeah, I you're going to go. Yeah. Why does this make the extreme list? And then you're going to go. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mike Mike and Ron just did that to me with the movie Anna and the Apocalypse. I, I have to watch Anna and the Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, but Audition is streaming on Shutter. I think you said you had borrowed his Shutter. Yes. Borrow it for Audition. And Joe Bob did it last season, which I was really thrilled about because I'm like, oh, I need to see it for an 800th time because they fucking love this movie. And, and then his info is so entertaining. Um, he got, he has no high feel about Joe Bob. I just, I love him. I want to marry him. Um, oh, actually, I kind of want him to be my dad, though. I, I have daddy issues. That's kind of weird. Why do I? Love I kind of want to marry him. I kind of want him to be my dad. Well, like, either way, he was going to get sex from me. So you know what I'm saying. <laughs> wow. What, what, what is what is this fucking uh, uh, the sequel to uh, Black Christmas remake and shit? Fucking, uh, <laughs> weird, weird family vibes and that shit. Man, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty fucked up person. Yeah, I got some issues. Man. Shit's weird over here, man. Wait, wait, yeah. I, I I disappointed Patrick earlier because I told him uh, I, I prefer the uh, the 06 remake to the original Black Christmas and. I broke his heart. Ooh. No. Oh my goodness. No. No, I do. Oh. I do. The the, oh. the Black Christmas, the Black Christmas remake, it's mean, it's nasty, and it's oh so trashy, and I fucking love it so much. And it has the finest cast of girls ever assembled for a slash movie ever. I will fight you on that. Maybe I need to Come revisit on. it. Maybe I need to put okay. hold on, hold on. You got Katie Cassidy, you got Michelle Trachtenberg, you got Lacey Chabert, you got Crystal Lowe, and you got the God Queen herself, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, MEW. Like there, there's no better cast of females than that. And of course, you have uh, Andrea Martin from the original. You have Kristen Cloak from Final Destination, and you have a perfectly slimy Oliver Hudson. That's a perfect fucking cast. Uh, the the Black Christmas remake is fucking tops. All right, you, you, okay, you, you've sold me. Maybe I need to go go back and revisit it. No, that that is a that is a mean nasty that is trash like fucking movie. Seeing a nap doing. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'll watch that you. when she's sleeping. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I know how that is. I know how that is. No, <laughs> I, I take regular naps because I don't sleep very well. 
So I have like scheduled naps, and that's when he gets his viewings of things. I lot you want a lot of movies when Dari's fucking sleeping. Just got, I just can't take her fucking asking questions. <laughs> I'm oh, well, movie. I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those. I'm one of those people. No, like, no, I know. I know. I'm, I'm I know. exactly the opposite of any motherfucker talks when I'm watching a movie. No, I, know. I fucking I lose you. my mind. I seen you watching the movie. I'm all fucking Halloween serious Kills. too. Like I'm committed. Yeah. Kenny was watching Halloween Kills. Like, what is this? <laughs> that face right there. Well, 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 fucking Sean is sitting there with like this hopeful optimism smile on his face. Like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'm sitting there with my arms crossed, bitch face on. Oh, Erica, we missed you on that one. We missed you on that. We're going to uh, do more, more live shows, uh, live watchings, and then we do an episode right after because Halloween Kills like, knocked it out of the fucking park. And I was so uh, wrong about some shit that I said in that. And I don't like. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's there. As, as you see, as you see, uh, Patrick had me fucking reevaluated and my my rating raised for it. Yeah, so I was like, Patrick, is this reverse Wishmaster or what the fuck's happening? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me let me say it because he wanted me to say it. Patrick is a visionary. <laughs> and he he feels so glorious about this this is a wonderful thing he he, he, he wanted me to say it publicly and, and i'll say it. patrick is a visionary okay <laughs> yes and patrick i really enjoyed uh having you know having you on the show and we hope to have you back uh usually uh first episode scares people uh but they still want to come back sort of like how we got into horror movies like they're scared but like i kind of want to do it again like can we do it again it's crazy. This is probably the we you got into a fairly formatted uh, episode for us because we did have to break it down the segments. But uh, most of the time we just it's just fucking free range. Oh, you should have seen us. You, on the fucking, you should have seen us on the From Dust to Dawn episode. Yeah, that was left in the. It dust. was a wild, wild west on that. Yeah, one. yeah, it really um, was. That was creative editing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We also had to creatively edit. Um, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're no strangers to that. Yeah, thanks, Quentin Tarantino. Thank you, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> um, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Keep fucking <laughs> our shit up. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, we leave every nasty moment in. But uh, yeah. there's a couple cases. Except for Rob's 20-minute discussion about his balls. I had to we, yeah, chop that. That didn't make the final <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, which episode was that? Um, um, oh shit! Was, I can't even remember. It was what recent. Was. Fuck, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like was it, was eight it, episodes was, sitting there waiting to be edited. Was it? Was it malignant? Yeah, maybe it was malignant. Yeah, yeah, Pat, Patrick. I went off for twenty minutes on my balls, and uh, they 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 cut it down severely. It was like five minutes in the actual episode, but uh, I went off for twenty minutes on my balls. So. I'm really just like <laughs> release the Rob's balls cut. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta pay for that one. That's that's a pay. That's a paid, paid content. content. Yeah, that's, that's a, paid content. That's on my OnlyFans. Yeah, I mean, because we don't do Patreon, we just take a, um, donations through um, my my link tree. But man, like you know, I'll be like somebody could tip me for that that. Fucking uh, tip, information. Tip me for Rob's balls. Yeah, tip him. <laughs> and you'll get the Rob's balls cut. <laughs> you, that's all you'll get is Rob talking about his balls. That's all. That's all the packaging. That's, that's the new hashtag. I said well, 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 I have a lot of balls, so there's a lot to talk about. I've got a lot of titties, <laughs> but like, we, we do talk about my boobs a lot. Yeah, we talk about boobs. your boobs. We talk about your boobs every episode. So I yeah. fucking love so my boobs. Count. They're great. I'm 42. I've had two kids, and they still look great. Like we play to our strengths. I got great tits. 
I don't know what's going on, but I got great tits. I, I have no comment on that. <laughs> you seen them? Boobs, Rob. You seen <laughs> my boobs? Respectfully, I have no comment on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that mean you don't like my boobs? That's no comment. <laughs> I, want, I want women, men, everybody to be like those are some. Good I, I, I respect. I respecting the presence of your husband here. I will not comment on how I feel about your boobs. <laughs> I, know. I, I will. I, I will say they are large and massive. Yes, uh, but, uh, and pretty large, fucking great. And large fucking and massive. Great. They're fantastic yeah. boobs. But but that's all. That's all. Patrick's regretting his life decisions. Rob, I I just want to say you've got some big hairy balls. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. They're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Or so I've heard. I've seen them. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know. Sean, Sean, Sean. That's exactly what I wanted him to do. (laughs) Patrick, Patrick's like, okay, so uh, don't schedule me for anything. Yeah, yeah. Never. Patrick's like, what the fuck did I get myself? It was okay, but now we're now we're fucked up. No, no. this is the point, like, you see what Erica's doing? This is the point where Erica just slinks back in her seat and she just said, I'm not part of this fucking conversation. <laughs> yeah. However. Yes, she, she just straight up <laughs> left. She did. She oh, 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 shit. I think it was probably an accident because it happened to her the other day. But uh, yeah. let's just go. <laughs> yeah, it was. We were like, oh, my God, we made Erica leave. I, I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't even think she realizes she got cut off and shit because she's like, what the fuck just happened? You're muted, Erica. You're muted. I was going to say, I noticed that the connection was lost. So I'm like, well, is it going to reconnect? So I, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I drove you away. Rob and I were really no, no. gross and drove you away because we drove away yeah. Patrick. So he's not going to come back now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, this is what we normally do in episodes is do this. When we don't have a little yeah. tiny bit of a format, we'll talk and then it goes off the rails about 20 minutes in and you're, you're fucking in the madness at that point. But anyway, um, so yeah. Uh, thank you everybody for doing this tonight. Um, I'm, ex- I'm so excited. Everybody get your sunglasses. I'm ready to do. They live. Finally, I'm ready to fucking go there. That's, that's, I I'll say maybe my favorite action movie. Mm. But yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll discuss. That's okay. I'm I'm used to cricket. I'm used <laughs> to. No, I mean, I, I, dude, I. Okay, if I talk to about Carpenter, it'll be, it'll, it'll go into a whole different thing. So, like, if that's the reason I didn't say anything. I love They Live. I have nothing negative whatsoever to say about They Live. I fucking love They Live with a fiery passion. Nothing negative against They Live. Whatsoever. Wonderful. I hope uh, people share your sentiments. Uh, I, I, I don't know anybody who wouldn't. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, there, I, I mean, don't, we've heard that we've heard these uh, reviews that Sean finds. There's plenty of people who really hate the shit that we love. Oh, fuck them. Fuck them. Yes. Fuck them. They don't Thank deserve you, a fuck from me. <laughs> they can't afford me. OK, anyway, um, I love you guys. Uh, thank you so much, Patrick. Uh, we'll see you again. I will email you. Um, hopefully it didn't scare you off because if that scared you off, you will not make it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't make it. But um, yeah, I love you all. Have a great uh holiday yes yes yes, uh, i i I will be meeting d wallace on halloween so uh, oh yeah pictures yes that's it i'll try to get as many pictures as i possibly can so that's uh, so amazing yeah awesome love you Uh, awesome take care guys thank you so much good night (laughs) good night